You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Mosh madness. Hardcore. Running I've out. heard of it. Whatever happened to Nelly? Oh, Nelly's still big. Is he? Nelly's country rock now. Yeah, he's country oh, rock. That's right. Good for him. He nice went out on tour with uh, Florida Georgia Line. And what about? And then got some yeah. accusations. So, oh. yeah. yeah. I think he beat him, though. I think he. I think there was... Uh, we'd have to look into it, but I think... Yeah, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> I want Nelly, Flo Rida, Flo Rida, Georgia Line. I would watch that. I almost, I, I almost spit up my take. Pat did spit take. Okay. This is Extra Grind. And... We typically don't talk about Nelly, but that's how we're leading today. Uh, we all miss him. Yeah. Miss him every day. <laughs> I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. I'm Tom. Uh, you know what it is. Typically not the Nelly podcast. I heard that music. <laughs> typically. Down, down, baby. Oh, wow. We typically talk about hardcore. And, and other accoutrement. Yes. And this episode... Uh, Nelly's we, two steps over. We'll, yeah, maybe only one. I mean, St. Louis hardcore. It's two-stepping. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, we will be talking uh, more Mosh Madness. You got that from the from the theme. Everybody's kind of with it now. Yo, the second to last one of the first round. Fuck. Round ball rock. Round ball rock. Uh, we got to get those stream numbers. See what the scan, sound scans yo, look John like. John Tesh, you're welcome. <laughs> Dave Tesh, you're welcome too. Um, uh, Jay Reason, let me get those sound scans. It feels like everybody's enjoying this shit. Uh, I check occasionally the uh, the comments coming into the uh, Twitter. Which is a rare thing. It's appreciated. It is, it is rare on my part. Uh, I like that you're fascinated by it, though. It's cool. Yeah, but now that I've said that, there's going to be a bunch of people... Oh, dr- trying to like subtweet at yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop it in Man, just for you, my benefit. Your you ego feeling good today. Yeah, Yo, it's right. when you're a celeb. Uh, mm. So... Uh, I like this version of Pat uh, the, better than the worst possible timeline. Suicide Watch? Yeah, I'm oh, really do a check Fucking on you. cuck, Pat? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Fuck. Yo, uh, if it was 10 years ago, there's words I would have been saying to you that would only be able to be sent in invisible ink. So wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. What? I was worried for you. Yeah? Man. Well, you know what? It finally came to a head because you're Mr. Fucking I'm Irish. We don't have feelings. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm not going to say I'm sad, but like, I'm going to talk about suicide a lot. I'm about to say sad. Listen, for our listeners uh, who are not worst possible timeline listeners, that's a podcast. They don't that exist. I, the, <laughs> the crossover is, is, a, is a, it's a mess. <laughs> so uh, that's a podcast I do with my man Eric, and uh, it's uh, it's, it's therapy. It, what, yeah. <laughs> it's therapy for therapy. one of you guys at any point. <laughs> That might be true, but uh, basically, the the uh, not that we are neutered on this podcast, but but we uh, we're sensitive to the sensibilities of our listeners, right? So, like, I'm not talking about suicide watch all the time because I understand that it's uh, some people that's a sensitive topic. However, on worst possible timeline, I'm leaning all in it, but it's a gag, everybody. I'm not. Come on. He does say he was some stuff. He does. He does hit the I'm a Trump guy. So (laughs) so if you want to know what that is and why is that the tease? Yeah, (laughs) there you go. This this portion of the episode sponsored by Worst Possible Timeline. Honestly, that was the most worst possible timeline episode you guys have done. Eric, you owe twenty bucks for that. So uh, here's a question regarding Uh Trump shit. Uh, Did you like like, did you like me believe before he was elected? 
that those hats were just going to be shit that skateboarders wore f- five years later. Like ironically? Yes, kinda, yes, yeah, yes, like, yes. Like they'd be for sale on vintage yes, sites? Yes, yes. Yeah. I thought yeah, I for sure. Sh- like, and now... Now, it's like- in 20 years, they will be. <laughs> because by 20 years, the damage will have, have either healed or the world's going to be post-apocalyptic. We'll and be people will be like, it's yeah. still, it's fucking ironic as hell. That right. might be true. Are I- you excited to wear it post-ironic? Like, like you can wear the Please Make, make America Great Again? Do they? What do, if we you wore most Make America Great Again and drew the Twin Towers on the back, what? like in marker, <laughs> and then have like Saddam five one eight like embroidered? Oh, this yeah, is, with an airplane to the towards the side. This, this is the most American hat that's ever existed. Uh, it's you know like there's a thing called suicide by cop when you try to crop yeah, grab oh, a cop's sure. gun. That yeah. would be suicide by cap if you wore it. Oh, out yeah, on the street. Like if you want to get fucked up, just wear that out here. Did you see that? And get laid out. You see that eighty year old man get his hat knocked off his head? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that would be you. <laughs> <laughs> that was what That's cool. I, I mean, I know it. you just had a birthday, but I don't think you're 80. Like, oh, well, look. Happy birthday. Uh, How old I, are you now? 112. 45. I have a, uh, like a, what is it? Like a reputation for being provocative and all that shit. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't wear a fucking Trump hat for, like, for all the money. Well, because you're, you're e-provocateur. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't you're need, like, there's e-girls, cam girls and yeah, shit. You're, you're an e-provocateur. I don't need the beating. On the street, you're not. You're I not, don't need yeah. the beating. I, no, no gag is worth Khaki that. Khaki in the street, neon <laughs> pink on the web. There we that go. That being said, though, enough with the fucking make anything great again. Yeah. It's oh, do they do that? Make Metallica great again. Mm, mm. Make Nazi scared oh, again. Oh, sure. Sure. Make Slayer great again. Yeah, because it all kind of feeds back to the original, like the original meme. I remember being mm-hmm. in Asbury Park around Halloween this past Halloween. Mm-hmm. Wait, was it? Maybe it was. I, I guess it was. And we saw some guy with a red hat. So I'm like, all right, yeah. something's going to happen. Yeah. And it ended up being he was wearing a Bubba Gump Shrimp Factory hat because he was dressed as. <laughs> That's the only Gump. one I'm willing to accept now. But, Make right. Bubba Gump Shrimp great again. <laughs> but I was like, all right, so this dude's going to get, you know, said something. And then I was like, oh, God, thank God. Some we people, would have beaten up the guy that was dressed like Forrest Gump. <laughs> some people are looking for the conflict. You know what I mean? Oh, some, yeah. Oh, some, no. Of some course. people, you know. But they, I, don't, they can't catch, they don't want the heat. No, uh, they don't well, want that smoke. It depends. I mean, there's people. Call that, me Mr. Chimney. There's, <laughs> there's some people that, like the 80 year old man, I don't think was looking for trouble. No, he actually hates black people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's trouble in his just, own right. Yeah, just but, putting it out there, man. But the, uh, but you know, there's, there's a. There's like a young 4chan type of kid that sure. I think you know he's just he's looking right, for here's, the action. Here's you your... think they bring the troll to IRL? There are people that bring they're the troll to IRL. Like, they don't really believe it, but they're like, isn't this funny? Okay, and then so, they get punched in the mouth. I'm going to get killed for this. I think that a huge portion of the online chatter, pro-Trump online chatter, mm-hmm. is not the people that we've said it is. I think it's no. largely people who are apolitical. And who, just pushing. Yeah. Just live on Reddit. Right. Just looking. Look. Because if you hadn't started doing extra grind with us, that's where you'd be at. <laughs> He's spit take all Dude, day today. Bob is murdering it today. No. Just going out hard. He needs to. He's been upstate. He needs some fucking entertainment. Jesus. Yeah. Upstate. Well, I was also going to ask when the, the Wicca phase pivot's going to happen. Me personally? Yes. When I'm going to... Um, I don't know. I've you seen them crowds? I've written a rap I, song. You should. But he, you got to dress a little better. That I've dude written, dress is pretty sweet. I don't I've know. written a rap song, but here's the thing. I think he's going for like a relate to me rap. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and you're I, unrelatable. While, while, my, while I take, I think he's, I think we're 30 seconds from his pivot because that dude's always moving to the next block before everybody yeah. else. And I think he's like, oh shit, this, this is maxed out. I'm going to move on. I'm going to make my next party. I'm curious. Uh, mm. Maybe you can get on that train, buddy. Yeah. Well, I wrote I wrote like strip club. It's come around to self Oh, strip did you? Club yeah. Anthem. Like I, I wrote a rap okay. song that's just strip club anthem stuff. Uh, well, let's to- listen to those demos after this. Okay. Very good. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, our sponsors. And listen, uh, before we go further, uh, I have no affiliation with Trump, and neither do our sponsors. No. Uh, I do want to ask you 
if you're bored on like a Tuesday up there, uh, go to Stewart Shop and just camp out. I'm sure they have Wi-Fi <laughs> at Stewart Shops now, mm, right? I'm not and, sure. <laughs> I doubt it. But just go and count the, the MAGA hats. See how many come in and out. Here, here's a mystery. Uh, has everybody looked into... So we don't drink at this table, so we, we it's not like uh, germane to our ship, but mm. uh, uh, Mountain Brew, is that what it's called? The sports-centric uh, uh, stewards beverage? It. Uh-huh. It's like Mountain Dew for dudes? <clears throat> it's beer, but the the packaging has always... And they, switch, they changed it, so it's bizarre that they... It seemed like they were using um, clip art of sports events. <laughs> like uh, random? Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, like young like kid Microsoft blank, Word yes. oh, clip art shit. But they've yeah. since changed the packaging and kept with the sports theme, which is insane. But at any rate, it used to be... I, I, did, I went down a hole the other day because somehow this you? topic came up. Weird. Uh, and uh, I've only ever seen the packaging and since I don't drink. I don't know what the fuck. But somebody was like, oh, that's, that's just Genesee. And I said... Uh, oh, is the that kind of makes beer? sense? It makes sense as Genesee, it, but it changed a couple years. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. It changed a couple years ago from Genesee, and this is my research. To a uh, there's some giant company that makes all the shit beer in the United States. Yes, like all the forgettable like, like sort of best. like like all the stuff, natty ice, natty oh, like, like, all the that stuff that is like and I'm saying more off brand than oh, that. Like wow. so, like dollar ninety nine for sixer, right? That yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Wow. So. Uh, that company now makes Mountain Brew, and I don't think anybody noticed or registered the change. It's just no, sort of people it's just are, so trashed. Yeah, can't tell yeah, the difference. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> people are just drinking that to get yeah, hammered. Like and it doesn't matter. Four day old trash or five day old trash. Yeah. It's still trash. Uh, so uh, if you have drank, if you have uh, sipped on Mountain Brew, uh, hit hit our email. Let us know what so that's like. I mean, like. that's more common in food and beverage production than you might think. Is like blind packaging. Mm. Is producers who do that shit. You know, I'm sure. quite often coffee. Riddled oh, yeah. with that, riddled with that. So, all right. So the the same Shoprite coffee you buy is probably not that different than Folgers. Can I Green can I give a quick bizarre shout out? Green Mountain, sure. Uh, Contamination a movie from 1980, mm-hmm. uh, where they I watched it the other day on Amazon Prime because this is where my life is at. Just for uh, this, you're, this you're is priming. our version you of are, Suicide Watch, right? You are you're priming. The, yeah, you're on the couch. I'm priming. So here's the deal. On Amazon Prime, my mom has made me shit. It's crazy. I thought thought I'd spend a week at my mom's house and be like, oh, I'm just going to eat a bunch of vegan brownies, whatever. Yeah. Shit, I made me shit. Not shit. We're clipping this and sending it over. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Contamination. Uh, There was a guy who made a Star Wars ripoff, and uh, it was financially successful enough that they said the producers came to him and said, "Can you do an Aliens ripoff?" So he did an Aliens ripoff, but it takes place on Earth because they couldn't afford spaceships and shit. Amazing. So it's all these spore eggs filled with spores that make people explode uh, that are being shipped from a coffee plantation in South America. And that's what the movie. And then there, at the end, there's an alien, a green alien cyclops monster uh, that devours people. This is an allegory for your life. Right? I urge everybody to check this movie out because it has fairly decent or at least extreme-ish mm-hmm. chest explosions nonstop. Everybody's chest oh, wow. is just exploding because if you get a little Very bit of the, if you get a little bit of the spore on you, that's oh, it. That's it. Y- yeah, you just blow up. Okay, all right. Contamination, 1980. We're in. Next, okay. next, next up. It, okay, actually, sorry. Primus. This is a question I had. What do you consider an old movie? Oh. At this point, yep. anything before like probably two thousand. See, that's yo, interesting. Ready? I think black and white. Oh, what do you mean? Like, like when oh, I was I mean, a kid, yeah. yo. Honestly, even up till like two thousand, I thought black and white was old. 
Yes. Maybe into the 60s, there was a couple things. But anything that was color, like even the 70s, I was like, oh, this isn't that old. Like, yeah. I think that timeline has been fucked. I think that now, like uh, for vintage clothing, they like websites like Etsy, et cetera, say vintage clothes are only 20 years old. So right now, a t-shirt from 1999 is vintage. Fuck. Right. Which is, seems kind of crazy, but then you go, eh, I guess. 20 years, I, mean, yeah. I think anything prior to 1994, Five. See, that's old. so. It, it, now, I, I was trying, now, right? Like, you know. right and I can, I, uh, but I was trying to look through it, uh, look at it yeah. through different lenses. My lens, I've been watching all these movies from 1980. Some sometimes n- 1973. Go, I watched uh, the Crazies, the original Crazies, the Romero, yeah. uh, and I'm watching these movies. And to me, they don't feel all that old. But I acknowledge, oh shit! If I were 25, this would be. Like watching uh, uh, the Revolutionary War. Oh, yeah, phones didn't exist. <laughs> Yo, the internet didn't it's, exist. It's because, yeah, like you, all three of the people at this table can still remember the time before computers. And by yeah, the way, there's kids TV, who yes. don't remember the time of computers because they just have laptops and tablets. Or not laptops, phones right. and tablets. Yo, so computers, like right, a desktop, like there, there hasn't been a desktop in their home. How, you know fr- what I mean? how freaked out are you when you talk to somebody who never touches their computer? I mean, it's a weird thing because they do every, the they do everything on their phone. Yes, correct. I feel like there's certain things you just can't. I mean, that's my. I feel like every too. I could barely I mean, text, but so. like ordering stuff and shit, I'd rather do it on a computer. I'd rather do anything on a computer. That's true. So. Uh, okay, uh, sponsor time. You know who likes computers? Tell Trey me. from Death Wishing. He loves them. Loves computers. Great sponsor. Death Wish has uh, some plans for this year. Uh, I wasn't given the full story, but I was you given a sneak. Are. We never are. I know, but they, I got a little sneak. It sounds cool, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, if you go to deathwishing.com, enter the promo code. X to grind. And you want to? For sure, spell it out. Okay. And you spell that A-X-E-T-O-G-R-I-N-D. We have some We have some jingles, but we aren't, we aren't really? ready to do the jingle contest. Oh, you know what? I, I have th- a couple people who send them in. I think a celebrity sent us one. Yes. He okay. sent us a couple things no that are for use. The next one for the next episode of Mosh Madness, actually. Mm. Um, so Deathwish... Uh, Fine purveyors of hardcore and hardcore adjacent material. They just put up the Murmur record, which I think we talked about already. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have they done that we want to the, jump on? The, the REM classic? Mm. Yes. Actually. Yes. So, note for note. Um, <laughs> oh, no shit. Done by the guy from 100 Demons. Wow. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. yeah. All right. But that's not like I want to. I want the next one to be deep, like later. Like, give me some. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Like, what's that monster era? That's monster era. Have which you is heard way the past. I'm way, way past. What's that? Have you heard the murmur record? Uh, the, it's cool. No, yeah. I have the not. actual murmur. Like right. the record the we're talking about. Yeah. Right. Not Michael. The, the the musical act murmur. Not right. Spelled differently. Okay. I think. Oh, okay. You know what? Here, let's shout this out because they recently started working with the record label Get Better Records. Yeah. Uh, go check out some of that stuff. Take a sampling. We spoke of Hers Collective, uh-huh. Here's Collective. And and I really like Control Top. Control Top. So go check some of that stuff out, deathwishing.com. Here's is on tour soon. Mm. Okay. And Brooklyn. who's our other sponsor? Said he was going to be here today, not here today. Wait, He's too busy wait, going on. fucking paradise. I got to derail for one second. Mm-hmm. I was informed that uh, Hers shirts are the new tragedy shirts in Australia. Oh, that's right. That's awesome. How odd is that? Hey. World is a weird place. Like if you're and, doing and, and Patrick's no longer afraid to die. <laughs> like if you're doing a promo photo, you, oh. like you used to wear your tragedy shirt. Sure, that was sure, how sure. you got your little cred or whatever. Hers is now that in so Australia. Like Parkway Drive is like rocking a here's I think yeah. that's dope. <laughs> Maybe. Australia, oh, fly us over. Let's go. 
Fly uh, them too. They're fantastic. Maybe we'll fly Sam with us. Triple all, B yeah, records. Triple B, B records. Yeah, Sam Sam's was, gonna fly us on his private jet. Oh, the, the 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 b b b b b liner. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he was supposed to be here. He's supposed to be here. What happened? I believe he is waiting on some test presses for the new Akulu oh, single sexy, to arrive. Sexy. So they're supposed to arrive tomorrow morning, so he couldn't be here with us today. Uh, shout that out. You're going to go to triplebrecords.limitedrun.com. You're going to enter the promo code. Axe to grind. And Tom, what do you do with that one? You'd have to spell it out. Mm. There you go. But make sure you spell it with an E, not like Pat. No. Yeah. So uh, we're picking on you a lot today. Uh, we're trying to, are, both we listen to that fucking worst possible timeline. Listen, and we're like, I wanted what, to smack you around like the little brother but, I never had. But what did you learn from that timeline? That I have I, nothing. Th- that I subscribed to the idea that, you, that Don't we cry. should smack each other yes, around. That's normal. I know. That's why we're trying to. Yeah, please. Let's get it. What else about could order from Triple B. Please. New Fury record. Oh. Yo, what about this? Limited, there was a limited exclusive color on Run for Cover, limited exclusive color on Triple B, 300 each, both sold out. Fuck. So you can order that. You can still get uh, limited versions from Triple B. Awesome. Not that version, but others. So go there. (laughs) That record is great. Um, Failed Entertainment. Check it out. We got love for run for cover. I guess I guess I guess we'll have a I guess we'll have like a more in depth Fury talk soon. Yeah, when when the record comes out, maybe. Yeah, why don't we? I I had a that that single was pitched in my group chats twenty different ways. Mm. So so it's it's hitting different. It's scratching different itches for different different people. people. Yeah, Yeah. I agree with that. Um, Let's let's. You know what I'd like to do? Yeah, that was you. Did you just? Yeah. So. uh, Let's do a let's do a Fury deep dive. I, we can do it. They got a seven inch, a and two LPs. So. Okay. Wow. So we'll, once that new LP comes, we'll we'll do a full deep dive. I feel like this record's gonna fucking blow up, like pop. Mm. And mm. so many people I know that were like on the fence are like, oh no, I'm in now. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've gotten a lot of hot takes. People saying it sounded like refused. I thought I heard, it sounded like Orange Nine Millimeter. I got refused. I got Orange Nine. Somebody said Drug Church. I said I don't uh, hear the Drug Church. I don't hear Drug Church. Me and uh, to be honest. I expected more Orange Nine. I just hear New Age. I, I want to literally give, hear I a modernized give, New Age. You want to know what I want to give it? Uh, one of the Axe Grind listeners said, "I hear some touches of Sensefield." I think people are fabricating this shit. I don't hear the Sensefield. I hear like the Orange Nine refuse because it's got that like part that's sort of like groovy. Sensefield. Yeah, yeah, listen groovy. to some of the more melodic guitar parts in that song. That's yeah. the only thing. I thought that was a deep cut. I don't think it sounds like Sensefield as no, a no, no, package. No, no, no. no way. Yeah. But listen to some of the guitar stuff. I thought it was interesting. And Jeremy's voice sounds awesome. Ooh, that's true. Much, yeah. Awesome. Step up. Yeah. And I thought he was good. I think he's better now. All right. You guys ready to uh, Mosh Madness? Let's go in. Ready to dunk on somebody. How are you guys feeling about this? Mm. We're almost done. It's, it's been a trek. Yes, it's, it's a been lot. a journey. Um, so to give the rundown of how it's going to go from here, we mapped out our uh, our what what episodes we're releasing. Blah blah blah. If all goes well, this episode comes mid March. The next one comes the week after, and that is the last of the first round March Mosh Madness episodes. For efficiency and everything, we're probably not doing another. Mosh Madness episode until the finale. Right. So we're not going to do a recorded episode. Maybe we'll do some YouTube stuff because mm-hmm. that stuff's fun to kind of keep it updated. But the next couple rounds, so it's, it's all on y'all. It's going to it's going to be on you guys. We're going to put it on social media. The voting's going to be a little faster because theoretically everyone's heard it. We still want those conversations. The conversation has been awesome yeah. to see. Everybody talking about it. And that yeah. is exactly what our aim was, was to get people talking about this. Right. Not a competition. People, not a competition. Not a just competition. Because, yeah. yo, these are 64, 68 of the best 
records that came out over the past decade. It's really cool. Yo, a lot of this stuff, first time, second Which time. Which blew my mind. You know? Yeah. A lot of times when people are like, this is the first time I'm here trapped under ice. I'm like, how the fuck have you not? I mean, and it's awesome. And I, then but it's other right. Bands. I'm shocked by that too. Oh, no, but it's cool as shit. Yeah. But like, just to be like, oh, you're like, you're a hardcore person and you don't, you've when, never heard them before. Like, when, that blows my mind. When we talk about gaps and how we all got them. Blind yeah. spots, yep. TUI is a difficult one to comprehend, but. Right. If you haven't heard the, the Impaler's record. Ah, right. I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, I was really shocked at some of the things that people are hearing for the first time. Uh, the biggest records in the past 10, 15 years, people are hearing for the first time. Yes. Listen to yes. Which is really cool. Yeah. And because, it's a whole and part. you know what? There's there's the uh, gap that is um, just happened. And yeah. it's like, oh, I didn't intend for it. I just, just missed yeah, this. Yeah, it happens. Or the willful, which I appreciate almost more yes. that people are coming back to it and going, you know what? I didn't give this band or this record a chance. Or And I saw a lot of people who were TUI fans who were like, oh, I loved everything up to this. But then I heard this once and was like, no, I don't like this. And now are going back to it and going, oh, shit, I fucked up. Right. Or people that were strictly like in the Boston Strangler, Strangler lane and were yes. like, listen to that Repentance band. It's actually really good. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. there you go. You're seeing that. <laughs> and that's really cool. That's, that's nice really, really cool. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so it's going to basically go, we're going to go online. We'll figure out how to make the voting work. So we go from, we're getting from 64 to 32 by the end of the next episode. From 32 to 16 to 8 to the final four. Right. And then we'll do an episode with the last, with the championship. It will air during halftime of the <laughs> actual oh, yeah. final. No, yeah. we, could, we, could we could try. We can try. We can, it's going to air that day. It's gonna, which yeah. is really cool. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is, this, is this your bag that you brought from Eric's no, house? No, it's Eric's. Uh, he just put it in there. It, so everybody, we, we share. Black Jansport. Eric's from Queens. Of course he's got a black Jansport. <laughs> we share some equipment w- w- with Worst Possible Timeline. And, okay, they borrow our equipment. And, yeah, we and, share. And we, we have he, good share. He gave you a bag that smells so strongly of... The, the, does anybody smell, smell that? Yeah, is it marijuana? No, no, no. It's it smells. That's like, from the hallway. It's, it smells like, like butt a, or like like no, he no, broke no. a cologne. Uh, like like a Beano's, uh, the uh, the stuff you put on subs. You, you know what I'm sorry? It, no, it, like it, oil mayonnaise? and vinegar. Oil and vi- it smells yeah. like somebody's got an Italian sub. Did he go to Subway it, after he got that, jumped? That's what that's what this. It's you guys don't smell this. No, it's like no. Pretty, bring it over. It's pretty Listen. overwhelming. I'm off. We can put it out in the hallway. I think we got to. Oh yeah, it does definitely. Right into that. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it smells like a Blimpy's fucking sub. Yeah, it's <laughs> yo, we're in Jersey Mike's podcast. Jersey Mike's the- I did not. Holy fuck! Is that like his like? That's how he gets his bag. This he delivers. I have no <laughs> idea. What, that's like that's like crazy to me though. Yo, that really stinks. Yes, I mean it's not an it's not an offensive smell. Well, there's some overlap with oil, like with sub smell and body odor smell because you've it's met true. people that smell like a like sub. a baloney sub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, a- sure. a- so so. I don't know. It just struck me. Was, what do you get at a sub spot as a vegan? Uh, like, and let's say it's a standard ass sub shop, you know? <laughs> you just go vegetables. Yeah, if vegan. I got to, I'll go with their rendition of a veggie delight. But I, I oh. lean over the spit guard and say, uh, yeah, you're going to need to, some more roasted reds on that, my dude. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> as much as you can. It's well, like, yo, I need, yeah. I need to feel that weight. When, when you skimp on pickles or roasted reds, I know you're a scum shop, not a sub shop. <laughs> roasted Fuck, reds, I love it. <laughs> All right, so uh, Mosh Man, so it's going to end on the day of the championship. Which is like April 2nd or something. April 8th, I think. April 8th, 8th that far? Yeah, which is why we're able to do this. Like, mm. um, 
and yeah, we think everybody's been having a good time. Enjoy. I am. Uh, I'm pricing out trophies right now. Oh, nice. Wow. Uh, be real about this. Shit. W- what's our list here today? We're going to jump get into right the into the list. It? Yeah, let's go for it. This was an interesting uh, because I don't know if there was any favorites of mine on on this particular. But I also there's been brackets where I've I've been kind of going into it a little bit discouraged and. This I wasn't discouraged. This was very academic and clinical for me. Yeah. You know? I felt uh, one of my takeaways listening to this was that with maybe one exception, very modern mm. list f- overall. And it felt more so 2010s than anything else. And there's a couple that I think are not quite the biggest record, but certainly you could say, give me a couple records, take off TUI, take off Code Orange, take off Turnstile, take off Power Trip. Give me a few records that define the 2010s. And there's a few on here yep, that help 100%. that. There's one on here that uh, was talked about incessantly when it came out and doesn't get the same talk. And it's interesting how those things can kind of... Uh, they Ebb and di- flow. Yeah, but uh, we're going to get into it. It's, mm-hmm. it's fascinating uh, revisiting something that had such a whirlwind of hype around it, you know? Absolutely. Okay. I'm just holding on to the table. because I know, we're getting a rock rock. <laughs> The so, Rock. Ooh. Ready? Foundation when the smoke clears. Ooh. Versus regulate in the promise of another tomorrow. Tough. Nails, unsilent death. Ooh, hard. Versus impalers, cellar dweller. Wild. Rotting out, street prowl. Ooh, punk. Versus cruel hand, lock and key. Ooh, shredding. Turnstile, step to rhythm. A little groove there. Versus Bane, don't wait up. Uh, some an emotional core that's unavoidable. Ooh, Tom shredding. was gassing you up. You were feeling so good halfway through that. It was nice. Punk shredding. Well, I always do the vo- I always I do the it. noises. You get you a little spiral. I, I needed good, to upgrade man. from the noises. Feeling good. I like right. the ad libs. Like they talk about on button. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with. Uh, we'll start at the top. Foundation when the smoke clears. Released on Bridge Nine Records in. 2011, eight Jesus years ago. Christ. Okay, so heads up. I see the foundation dudes when I'm in Atlanta, and they... Try not to get a whoop. Champ is going to let you No, they, let you they, up, they, they were... They agree. We're on the same page, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to now push it to the point they might have to beat my ass. Uh, okay, I hate this record. Uh, t- wow. Tom, your vocals are the only part that, uh, that kicks for me, because... Uh, you're saying that because I'm here. No, Mm-mm. honestly, I, I think Thomas's vocals on this needed so much more attention and love to make this record a classic. And interesting. And he is a very capable vocalist, great front person, great lyric writer. Uh, and mm-hmm. Really a package and yeah. this is a disservice to him. I hate the production on this record mm-hmm. and if I could, I would travel back in time and I would kill everybody involved so that it didn't exist. You got your little fucking Michael J. Fox vest on? <laughs> wow. Yes. Wow. That's how strongly I feel about this because this is wasted potential. And what movie is it that says there's nothing worse than wasted potential? Is that Donnie Brasco? Field of Dreams. I don't Field know. of Dreams. Fucking nothing League worse of than, Our Own. I don't nothing, know. Back to the Future 3. I nothing have no idea. worse than wasted potential. Do you think there's only this, one movie that says that. So I, I'm yeah. trying to figure that out. Yeah. I'm trying to narrow it down because there's only that one movie about wasted potential. Oh, it was Creed 2. Yes, okay. All right. Well, nothing worse. And, and this really pisses me off because this is a good, good band. And this is a not good record. A good band at the peak of their powers. Yes. This is a band who like is now is like clearly the band in the moment. This is where you got to you got to have the 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 belief in self to tell what was this on Bridge 9? Yeah. You got to say to Bridge 9, "Hey, 
capable engineers, everybody involved is cool, but maybe we made uh, the wrong decision for us. We need a round two. Yeah, we're throwing this in the trash. Mm, that's a hard thing. I've had real hard. I've, I've talked to bands who who get out of the studio, and days later are like, "Nah, yeah, this ain't it, Chief." Yeah, and that's rough. I I didn't have the same production quote woes as you. I think this record is maybe my favorite foundation material. Now listening to it, um, I don't think the production is great. No. I think Thomas's vocals are stronger on Turncoat. Yes, no um, question. But musically. This record hits a groove for me much more so than Turncoat. There's a, a midway that starts with that. Is it Anthems for Redemption? What the that you're yes, on? Yeah. yeah. That right there, it's like three or four songs. My favorite songs on the record are uh, Anthem for Redemption, No Cure for Fools, and No One Writes Protest Songs Anymore. Damn right. Um, those songs. Yeah. Those songs, and they're like there might be one more in there. I'm like, oh, these are the best songs of the record. I kind of can take or leave the rest. But those, I'm like, oh, it's just fast enough for me. They're still pretty solidly mid-tempo. Yeah, but there are some gallops. There are. And it just, yeah. and it, I think that it's dynamic enough in some of those songs. Yeah. I don't think Thomas's vocals sound natural, but I think that the overall record is cool. I, I'm, this is the first time where I'm like, oh, okay, I get why there's a lot of people who swept this record. Yeah. Um, when I heard the song with you on it, I thought it was some young teenager who I was get. like youthful and like, who, what band is this dude from? Really? I really did because I didn't put fine. it together. I was like, oh shit. And it's, it is a highlight. So good no job shit. on that. Thank it's you. really good. I didn't write it. I just followed what Hank told me to do. Yeah, it was Whatever. Good. Whatever. I recorded in Rachel's, uh, in the picture window of Rachel's house in Parlin, New Jersey. No shit. Right, the, mm, the day after Christmas. Mm. Shout out to There's a giant like snowstorm coming. So I'm like, we got to get this done. It's like 8.30 in the morning. I'm yelling in her front window. <laughs> she recorded it for me and we sent it out to them. <laughs> uh, I recorded the other day uh, at, uh, Your rap song? at Andrew uh, from Self Defense's place around the corner. Mm. And uh, doing loud ish vocals in uh, somebody's home. Yeah. Uh, you, Weird. You want to do it during the day because oh, people aren't shit. there. Is this but War then, Profiteer? Th- no. <clears throat> War Profiteer. Um, you drop you lacing somebody with a track? Mm, mm, Wait till you hear mm. the tracks. Andrew. Oh. Damn. Mm. There's War Profiteer. There's some War Profiteer hotness, but that's not what this Anyways, was actually. This was not uh, what it was. But okay. at any rate, it's uh doing that shit into people's houses, you get a little uh, a little bubble of self-consciousness that you that I don't typically get in the studio. Who the fuck are you? What? You are like what an alien you? that what? replaced Patrick. What? Yeah. You got, uh, yelling yeah. in somebody's uh, fucking apartment? You're you're waiting for the cops to right kick now. the door in. This well, is the same the dude who it. who it was like, "Oh, we're trying to sign your band. The dudes here want some more songs. Can you can you guys send me something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to record it. Records with like a head cold and it sounds like this. And he just sends it like, here it is. Like, what the fuck? Well, you, you now also, he's scared to record in a house. Right. No, it's just, it's, yo, you're just a, fr- I'm, I don't want to get swatted. Dude lives at Brownstone, man. I don't want to get swatted. They might, they might be at work. Dude lives in the Cosby house. He's yeah, funny. they're not all miscreants. Like you know you. what? Hold on. We say he lives in the Cosby house because it looks nice, all that bullshit, it's, and it is a nice home, but it's directly across the street from a needle exchange That's and true. right next to it, is the van that parks and gives you the HIV test. You know what I mean? So it's like, nothing wrong with either of those resources. Glad they exist. Yeah. However, it, as far as neighborhoods go, it, it 
changes the dynamic a For little bit. For a dude who lives in the van down by the river, like you got to <laughs> chill out on this. Like, I know. Yeah, lived on a park bench at Bard, and now he's like looking down on something. Listen, I'm not judging somebody that's got to utilize the needle exchange. I'm simply saying that we look. You're at, saying they're not in affluent neighborhoods. It's saying that's true. typically not in affluent neighborhoods. I love the fact that you just said you live around the corner from them, so you're bad mouthing. <laughs> I, currently, I don't live fucking anywhere. Yeah, it's that. It's very. What do you think about that? It's very, yeah, it's very um, disconcerting. It really is. It's very existential. Axelrod <laughs> like HQ rain, is uh, a, is on the Albert move. Kendall. We're looking for something. So uh, have you got if you got a uh, spare cot? I guess I hot, three hots and a cot. Yo, know, the, the offers that you get when you put it out in the world. Hey, yeah. I'm looking for a spot. You get some weird fucking offers, my dude. Like services, like exchange of services for. Yeah, I got one of those. Okay, uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and but like, are, the, are they the services that I'm thinking of? Yes, nice. I, got, I got one of those. I got several. Uh, several people are going through other life shit, not dissimilar from me. You know what I mean? And they're like, like hey, let's true. just fucking let's <laughs> yeah, get bro, bro, pa- bro pad, my dude. Like, right, you know, nothing wrong with that. Uh, and then uh, there's kind of like people that are just looking to uh, kind of Airbnb their spot where the, where they say, hey. How about two days a week? You sleep on my couch and, and give me sixty-five dollars, and oh. you're like, you're like, you want to be my hotel now? <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. Like, all right, I guess. What I'm waiting for is that Japanese style. Like, here's here's little, a ve- like a vent that you sleep in. Oh, the little, I'm all in for that. I'm fine you're gonna sleep in a dresser or any of that shit. Pod, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So foundation. Um, I think you're, you're a part of this record. Yeah, so. it's really. I have to kind of almost abstain. Yeah. Um. I think it's it's there's six really good songs on here. If mm-hmm. I had to be honest, mm-hmm. um, I feel like Purple Heart's a great song. The Who will march forward? Yeah, when the smoke clears, hard. Mm. Now the one thing production I will say, does suck though. I think that song sets a tone. Like that song has a couple like more metalish parts. Yeah, which I which to me like I'm like oh maybe this has scared me off in prior listens. Maybe because that's so, the first song you hear. Right, and so for some people who go in and listen to this, because I know there's some people who. Do do the do and try to listen to every record. Sure, but if they catch if they catch a f- song or two early, you're they're like, to, I'm right. out. Right. Uh, stick with this one to track four or five, and then listen through there and just see because it feels a little different once you get to there. I think. Right. Um, and I think if you like the like turmoil, if you like, you know that sort of great band, comp. You know, great I comp. think you know, you'd be into this. This has that hardness, but not that complexity. Turmoil at parts is, is a little it, chaotic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's very true. Yeah. But more technical. Uh these songs would have been fantastic had they been given the ability to be fantastic. You want to take which is not hot. This is a record that helps bridge the gap for people who are into more straightforward hardcore and then people who are into more metallic hardcore and it being like, no, no, that's okay. You don't have to be one way or the other. They were one of the, I feel like yeah, they were the band that would like fit on United Blood. Mm-hmm. They were the the first. They could have played Posse Number or Hellfest, right? Yeah. And would yes. have, true. right, you know? right, 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 true, which true. is pretty rare. Okay. Any other? Yeah. So this is and and like we shouldn't sh- low rate how big this record is, was, and probably yeah. always will be. I mean, is this the regionally? This is like the calling card of anywhere south of Virginia. Right. I was gonna say, is this like south of Mason Dixon? Is is this the biggest hardcore record? Oh, uh, in recent memory, wow. certainly. Wow. Think about it. Who, I, what I else is bigger than this? Maybe Stretch D- Armstrong? Dixie by a veil? Stretch Armstrong has people who go who will detract and be like not hardcore enough. Right. Okay. So if we're counting But we're, like like I don't Mason think Dixon no line one, includes Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, it does yeah, it does. I, include, all right, so four I mean, Friday, but whatever. But there's people who would say, Oh, like, oh, by the way, we didn't get to talk about this. Yo, genre, please. 
Don't if it's on March Madness, it's fucking hardcore record. Yeah, chill cares? out. Yeah, uh, before M Friday, there's gonna be people who be like, "Oh, that's not a hardcore band." They're like punk band. It's like, get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, Avail was very, very big. Yeah, but I'm um, thinking like I feel like I think this is the most clearly like hardcore record with mosh parts. That's like the biggest record. Yeah, like North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, all around that area, kind of sprung. I say from all the this. way out to Texas and sprung up to like this. the mid, like Missouri. Yeah. You know? Yeah, uh, absolutely. This has to be one of the biggest. I mean, think about is there maybe Shy Halud in Florida? Maybe, maybe, maybe Shy Halud in Florida. But like, this is a fucking a game changer for that whole like. And then there was stuff like uh, between the Barry and me, but that kind of exited again. Same deal, <laughs> right? Doesn't if Stretch Armstrong's being discounted, then between the Barry and me definitely is. is oh, look, I'm I mean, not Stretch a, was a thing. I'm not Stretch Ar- Armstrong's advocate here. I'm not a social worker, but that's those are hardcore records. If, yeah. if we're calling Bane hardcore, then we're but calling Stretch Armstrong. No, but hardcore. I'll tell you this: you go to the United Blood and do a poll. Mm. Every kid there is going, yeah, un- undoubtedly. Uh, foundation hardcore. Oh, sure. Band. Yeah. Stretch Armstrong, you're going to have some people like mm. pop punk band. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but like, uh, all true. Also, Positive's Foundation for, for they toured and they kind of built a bit of a network down south. Like in some of those weirder spots. Like, yo, not that not that Birmingham didn't have a scene, but I think Foundation helped build that up more too mm. and made it a place. Yo, Birmingham shows, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, think Great about place. it. Their last them. show sold out a giant space. In, in one of the biggest cities in the country. Right. The Masquerade, the big room, mm. sold out like three months in advance. Mm. 1,600, 1,700 people. Mm. Wow. That was a good show. Sure mm. was. it was. It was. We got to play it. Yes, that's Arms cool. On way. Yes. Uh, Abuse of Power, I think. I think so. And somebody else. Fuck. I'm going to blank yeah, out. Now I feel bad. Um, yeah. Big band. Cool record. Very important band. Uh, up against Regulate in the Promise of Another Tomorrow. Edgewood Records, 2018, just was, last year. I was going to say, Rel- relative newcomers. We got, that, we got that neon light on at Krispy Kreme right now. <laughs> relative newcomers. Speaking of, cre- you can break out the, uh, those it? donuts. Oh, we do need to get those treats. So yeah, motherfucker. I just I didn't see the donuts. I'll get to the donuts. You're getting seen now. No, but he's it's like, oh, birthday gift from me. When you, you and Dave brought me snacks for my birthday... Oh, I shared. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I like he it. was real quick to take that bag. He's like, "Thanks, bro." I like secured this. the bag. He secured the bag. There's some ulterior motives to this gift giving. I see. He, <laughs> wants, he wants his own donut. Okay. Well, Look, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, it's a party, man. Yeah, all right, fine, you know. fine. Fucking we'll get into the donut who, party. Who do you know who gets a birthday cake? He's like, "Thank you." Moves <laughs> to the next room. Patrick Kinlan, yeah, apparently, me, me, the me. prick. Uh, we're, uh, you know what? I do get proprietary about food. Re- food's it. You know what I mean? I used to have a girlfriend that I knew didn't like root beer that much, but I would always buy the the expensive ass, uh, like yeah. whatever those expensive root mm-hmm. beers are. And uh, it, it, she'd reach for one and I'd say, do you really like it? I feel like you're going <sighs> to only drink a third of it. And then I feel bad because I love it. Yeah. I and and wow. for me to get weird about- you single? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. Yo. For me to get for me to get wild about like you know I, I I think part of that is that's a that's a I I get weird about food in a weird way I have to I really have to internally check myself like man I can be rough but that's one of the things that I really check myself hard on and like I, with a kid mm. do you know what a kid wants to do with you all the time share all your food all the time oh, oh so you get mad at someone like oh let me get a fry because I'm like yo, yo man yo. do you see how big I am I am There's fucking a lot of, hungry yeah. I got this many fries because that's how many I wanted if you wanted some really? fucking tell me and I'll order you some more let, let me say this Amanda's so bad with it too I, oh. I, I got a friend who's on the let me get a bite and I'm always like how that's could weird. that possibly fulfill you 
Like, uh, you just how want does to that taste work? It, like to see how if do, you want to order it next time. Right? How does that I feel work? like that's some? I, I get feel challenged. Like, are you? You're just trying to deprive me of part of this. <laughs> Yo, I legitimately <laughs> speaking of this, and this you'll probably you might agree. You might yeah, like, yeah. kind of this might feel resonate it. with you. I was out. We were on tour with, with on the, the band and the booking agent will remain nameless. Mm. Mm. Member of said band, literally one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Uh, reaches over and grabs a fry from the booking agent. It was like we played where the booking agent lived. We all went out to dinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything was cool. It wasn't like he wasn't paying for it, but we were like, hey, we'll just say that was a great show. Yeah. yeah. Booking agent literally almost. Like, like challenge a dude to a fight. Like, much. loses goddamn money. Yeah, over, like, over a fry. Motherfucker, screaming. I'm going to guess that that person, I'm going to guess that that person was going through something. Because, uh, he's, yeah, if you, yeah, we could talk about the person. We got to share, like, I'm very good at sharing. Like, if someone asks me, I'm, I'm almost never, yeah, if someone just I'll reached never, over, you'd be like, motherfucker. I'm like, yo, man, yeah. come on, come on, just yeah. ask. But, but there are times when it's someone who's close to me, or if it's, ooh, the worst thing you can do, we're going to get sandwiches. Mm. You want a sandwich? No, nah, I'm good. All right, I get a sandwich. Hey, let me get some of your sandwich. We yeah. just talked about yeah. this. You yeah, didn't want no, a sandwich. Yeah, you want right. some of my sandwich? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get yeah, a yeah. small sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Or get a sandwich. Wrap up the second half. You got lunch for tomorrow. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, All right. Wow. I mean, do we sound selfish? We is sound that? hangry. <laughs> I know. I wish we bit. had stuff. You want that those would <laughs> 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 okay. If only there were some treats to eat. Yeah, I'm kidding. All right, regulate, regulate in the promise of another tomorrow. Edgewood 2018. Uh, if you go back, this is one of the bands who made it in on our Bubble episode, yes. which is the true first episode of Mosh Madness, and we talk about this record a lot. We'll talk about it more now. Sure. Uh, a record that uh, you, Patrick, told us you think we actually low-rated when describing to you, but I think both Tom and I like this record a Very much. really good amount. Yeah. yeah, I think this record came out and was maybe... Uh, Chat-wise, overshadowed by the stuff that came out in similar times. So when look, this is a disease that we all suffer from. When something's not getting the chat, we assume it's because it's not hot. Man, right? I wish there was people who were doing things so that records got talked about more. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good idea. We should think of that. We'll work on it. But when we th- that's a no, no, you're totally right. That's, that's the that's the reason to do shit like this. The reason we do this right now. It, it's it's oh, this isn't getting talked about. There must be a reason. Like like it's almost like a neg like the inverse of if there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. It's oh, there's no smoke. Oh, it's smart though because if we like you say your timeline is not the world yeah it's the same thing we go 100%. like oh, well. but then you see oh jesus christ they're playing california and it's wild yep, yep. they play Killed brooklyn it. like they're killing it everywhere i was at that brooklyn show and they they smoked it i i th- this crowd was there for them right i mean and you know maybe for 36 year olds it's not the hottest thing right because we don't, you know, I wish I was 36, but you know what I mean? I'm trying to bob the youngest man. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like if you're 23, this is your shit. Ooh, yeah, it is. Uh, I, so for me in this, in this contest, throughout the entire thing so far, the two bands that maybe sneak into my sensibilities in a way that I will be revisiting often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, who's that Southern California band that I really enjoyed? Um, the uh, misery, misery, yeah, yes. absolutely. Mis- misery really struck me as mm-hmm. oh, I was overlooking this. Yep. Regulate, same thing. Yep. Uh, if, if those are the two that for me, I'm like, yo, uh, this speaks to a modern sense of a modern, very. And when I say modern, sometimes there's a connotation, but a very current uh, yeah. spin on a thing that I like, a- yeah. and uh, I enjoyed this record. Even more this time. Yeah, I thought I've listened to this record a lot now, and I find things 
frequently with it that I, I I'm like, oh, this is a cool part. Mm-hmm. The the mid so there's the instrumental song that goes into character arc. This is a band. This like we talk about. This is a band who would have been on Posse Numbers. This is a band who is on United Blood. This mm-hmm. is that kind of band. These are the dudes who are moshing at the Floor Punch shows. But they're a bold musical act. They're taking risks, especially if you consider their background. And I think that, and there's no derogatory nature in this, that's part of the modern thing is these are dudes who are like, yeah, bro, we're not scared to take these risks. We're not scared to sing on the track. And there's going to be some people who don't fuck with that. But I I dare you to try. I I, dare you to listen to this record and listen to the fast parts. This is is a record that I think appeals if you like heavy groove or if you're more into fast shit. I'm Mr. Dismissal on clean vocals. I'll get your record the fuck out of here on a clean vocal fucking uh, trip up. I thought that was a good song. Character art, good good song. song. Yep. Uh, Yeah, so we talked about it, but if we got to talk about it more, what I'm coming from on this, uh, making a lot of decisions that I would never think to make, and I kind of respect that. Absolutely. Sorry, I was just looking at an annoying. Face. I, I saw, oh, no, I no. saw that your your lip curled. That's why oh, I was just letting no. you ride with it because I was like, no, I, it has nothing to do with regulate. It has to no. do with. Um, this is one of the grooviest Harker records in a minute, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really cool. Um, I thought the lyrics are cool. Yeah, they're so like kind of they're so raw that they're almost uncomfortable sometimes. That's true to me. Yeah, and I think like Blacklisted does that very well too. That kind of like. Fuck, I shouldn't be reading this. Mm. There's another band coming up that does that. Too. You know, which I think is really cool. Um, Seb's voice is really cool. Like, I was shocked at um, character arc, the way he sounded in the beginning. Um, I think this literally has something for everyone. Mm. So, like, if you're, like, a mosh kid, it's got mosh parts. Yeah. If you're someone who just likes fast stuff, has fast parts, he can sing. He's a very good front man, mm. uh, front good. person. Uh, I, I think this is, a like, a, a record that people, well... I, we can't say that people actually missed because I feel like they're doing really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think people are catching up to it now. Am I crazy? Well, they didn't play both. very much yeah. after this record came out. They did one, they did a full US tour with Terror so bef- right, before this, right oh. before this record okay. came out. And I think that was good. But like this record, had this been out just before that, it, it might have really yeah. like just taken it to another level. But yeah, like you see the videos from their shows in California, you see the videos from their shows in Brooklyn. They have that energy. This is a yeah. powerful band. It's a young person's band, like <sighs> no question. No one over thirty, other than probably the three people sitting in this at room. table, are listening. And I, I encourage people who are That's a little dope. older too, because yeah. this band on this record they really grew. I think there's two or three tracks on that Years of Rage seven inch that they did. Yeah, um, the song Anti Spectrum, I will say, is a fan fucking tastic song. And Seb goes deep on some lyric shit all over this record. There's a song KTC Kill the Construct. Listen to those lyrics. I think there's a lot of people who would kind of dismiss this band for being a hardcore band and not having a lot to say. They're really... Seb's going out there and saying some stuff that's pretty bold. Yeah, and if you dig District 9, I think this would... If you're an older gentleman or gentlewoman mm-hmm. who likes District 9, I think this would scratch that itch. A lot of groove 90s New York yeah, in this. Better. But also fast stuff. I like the production. This record, production-wise, this next to Foundation makes you go Foundation. This and it's but also in that a seven part, year difference. That is totally true. And is I think we and talked this was about done it with Dean Dean at, Baltonis. Yeah. They were still making records. This they were, good. but I Eight I tell you, anytime, anytime, yeah. anytime we hear a record from 2010, 11, 12 maybe is the 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 breaking point to versus 2016, 17, yeah. 18, especially 17, 18. I'm 
always shocked at how much better the production is. Right, because you're just as good as the best record of that time. Mm. My favorite song is still Indifference and Defiance. Uh, I like cool that one quite anthem. A bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Uh, okay. Anthems on this record. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I can see why young people want it. Yeah. I also, regarding uh, some of the lyrical content, a thing that I do enjoy is breaking from typecasting and stereotype where, yo, this is a heads up for all y'all out there. Just because a motherfucker got tattoos and don't wear a shirt doesn't mean he's not woke. You know, you know, sure. you know what I mean? Like, just, sure. just, be, just because a dude got a shaved head, uh, it, it looks like he's rotating your tires, uh, it doesn't mean that uh, he doesn't got thoughts in his head. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So, uh, that sort of thing, uh, you know, because, look, there's not a ton of terrible lyrics in this uh, uh, March in this, Madness. Yep. There's not a ton. But occasionally they sneak through, and when they do, it, it's in direct contrast to some of the, the more heady stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, uh, and and uh, this uh, this has some moments of uh, of really good content. So, uh, foundation I- up against regulate. <laughs> and just to clarify, our votes don't count; yours do. Right. But you're Correct. just getting to hear this, so although, this is purely academic. Although heads up, I'm going to say no names. And our last bracket, mm. it felt like some of you were given the Lifetime Achievement Awards instead of voting for the thing that actually was better. And if we're talking about somebody, a band's record, specifically a record, and it is their worst record, undeniably, yeah. and you are saying that it is good because you like the band because this band was so important or you're you're missing the fucking point here my dude and like don't don't think we're foolish we know we know there's people who are going through and voting and you're not getting you're not listening maybe you're doing it willfully maybe you're just doing it because you don't get the chance do the effort to listen if you're going to vote i actually have called a couple people on on twitter about it just like yo man like you're being disingenuous to the the spirit of the thing. Yeah, uh, and like you're doing you're doing everyone a disservice by being involved in this conversation. If you're not like, yo, honestly, we're going to talk about it in one of these wrap ups. There was a matchup between Touche Amore and Rival Mob. Crazy how close that was. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. 
So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm. And what I loved was seeing how many people actually listened to both. And went in thinking they were going to go one way and went the other in both directions. Yeah, right. interesting. And it was so awesome to see because it's like, that's what this is. Because there's a yeah. Touche kid and there's a Rival Mob kid. Right, never the twain shall meet. And that's, time. except yeah. for younger people who it's like, oh wait, both these records were really big to me. Yeah. And for us more older folks, it's cool to say, oh wait, you know what? I actually like this more than I thought I did. So don't... Don't go into it without listening. Yeah. And don't give the lifetime achievement reward. No. Listen to it on the merit. By the way, a band's worst record, if you're a fan, you might find some stuff that's interesting. You know, like you sure. might find sure. stuff and and talk about that as opposed to giving us the well, you know, this band was so important. Yeah, so I'm gonna put a fine point on that. Foundation is more important to me than regulate. This regulate record is better than this foundation record. There you go. There you go. I am going to pick the Regulate record. Uh, just leans in harder to me. And some of those things do count. Much closer than I thought it would be because when this Foundation record warmed up for me, I've listened to this Foundation record before and dismissed it in the back of my head because of the first two songs maybe. The middle part of this record is the strong part. And when I got there, I liked it. And I will revisit that those songs because cool. I like them. Tom, do we even need to ask? Or Remember how a few episodes ago I described the Bitter End versus Incendiary mm-hmm. matchup? Yes. I think this is comparable. Okay. Um, this is one that it was like, all right, well, this is, you know, Duke, say, against huh? fucking Gonzaga, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and Duke's got a big lead, and you're like, I'm going to win. And then Zion Williamson, mm. his shoe blows out. Yeah, oh. And the Zags start hitting. Right. Um, I think this regulate record's great. I think it's to me it's too new that I don't have a total grasp on it yet. Okay. Um this foundation record means a lot to me. It was um for various reasons. Um it's incredibly close, like shot at the buzzer, but foundation wins it for me. Okay. All right. All right. Next up. Next up. Nails Unsilent Death released on Street Cleaner and Six Feet Under Records in two thousand ten. Damn. Mm. I got a hot take on this. Yeah. This is the most listenable Nails record. I, You know what? I think it is. There's parts that are memorable. Yes. It's not all go. It's, his his voice is a little bit more... Um, uh, you can understand him a little more better. Discernible. There, yes, discernible. There's there's some groove to the mosh. Mm-hmm. Not every song... like Not that all the songs sound the same, but for, so, for someone who doesn't listen to that type of music... Like, Nails yeah. is as far in as I get on that sort sure. of... Sure. Yes. Uh, many people, that's... You know what I mean? Quite yep. honestly. Yep. Um, I feel like you know you can listen to a full record and be like, "Did I listen to fifteen songs? Did I listen to yeah. six long ones? I don't really know." <laughs> this definitely had discernible parts. Um, I actually really, really, really like this. Might be my favorite nails record. I thought I liked the 
the one before this is that a demo and i'm just it's no it's obscene humanity, obscene it's, it's, humanity. it's a record okay i th- i always think i like that one best uh and I've until maintain- you listen to i've this. maintained that for a long time uh this is really strong though the, the- really good <laughs> whole record 14 minutes Yo, I'm trying to remember what song it is. Maybe "Scum Will Rise." "Scum Will Rise" is great. There's, but the there's, a, but there's a legitimate mosh part. Uh, "Suffering Soul." "Suffering yes. Soul." Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's <laughs> and it's catchy. My, it "Suffering Soul" is great. I think that's my favorite song. But what I put down was "Conform" into "Scum Will Rise," the first and second yeah. track. Which normally I don't pick those as my favorite song. It's often I think they're good, but not. Those two songs beat you over the face and tell you what nails is right away. Yeah, it is the most accessible. And it's definitely the most accessible. Yeah, I think I mean, not to say that it's accessible in any way, but you know. I think this record quietly is important uh, because I think there was a whole world of bands that wouldn't point at this, but this opened the door yes. for hardcore kids to like. Yes, yes, you 100%. know. Um, and some people were big mad about that at the time. Lots, 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 and lots of people didn't <laughs> give this record losers. Totally. <laughs> was this the record that broke them? Yep. Yeah. But it wasn't. It didn't. It didn't come out and break people right away. Nails is the band, and like you know, I don't think TJ would mind me saying this. This is the band he had to work the hardest with. I think I might have said that before. Uh, On Silent Death tour, middle, rough, right? fly over country. They're playing empty rooms. Right. They they this record is out. They worked their fucking asses off in limited capacities right. that they could to make this big. And they this record also just eventually caught like people were like, oh, we, you can't ignore it. And yeah, I, yeah, I feel yeah. like that's. This is the most Todd record that I think's out. Like this record and then the Nails records that come after this. This is a dude who's been doing bands for 20 years now. And like, I hope he never stops doing Nails because it is, it is, his I think brain. what, I think it's, this is what it sounds like in his brain. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Cause for concern, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> How does he sleep? I mean, shout I'd... out always angry 81. Um, <laughs> I love this record. Yeah, uh, I forget that I really, really like it. Right, and you because I mean you're always on to like the new thing. Not mm-hmm. you. I'm just saying in general the royal you. Yeah, you're always like, oh well, now I'm gonna listen to you'll never be one of, like a bad in all life. You'll yeah, never right, right. The but then you thing. listen to this, you're like, fuck, man. Yeah, it's. I think this is the most like hardcore of their records too. Yeah, it's like got it actually has like sing along parts and it's mm. got groovy mosh part. I, I was really psyched on this. So, a great 14 minute listen. Yeah, it it suffers from this the thing that nails always does and this style always does which is that it's there's nothing easy about it so you're not gonna no. you're not gonna unless you are a dyed in the wool extreme music listener type you're not gonna be constantly revisiting this one you're not gonna be hitting you might be hitting uh, to be honest i hit back just because i loved a couple parts right yeah but like but as far as you know this is not the like hey i'm making breakfast let me just throw this on right 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 yeah. no unless you are celebrating napalm death on a weekly basis yeah. in right. your home which there are not, yeah, yeah, a lot of for people sure. but but this record is it has all the things that we talked about on when we talked about a band in all life but it might be more accessible it's more hardcore yeah, yeah it's a, it's that's the sense I and get. i think i said a band in all life might be their hardcore peak and i think i mean that because it's was post this record this record was already popular this is my favorite of their records. Yeah. This is probably their best. <laughs> okay. We're going to move quick because these are quick records. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... We're not a- talking more than 14 minutes of a 14-minute record. It's also... Nails makes it tough to talk about because it is just a beating from, from Jump. Mm-hmm. And you have to... That's the social contract. Do you like getting beat up? Here's your record. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if you don't like getting beat up, it's not your record. Fair. And you might find parts of it that maybe you like, but I'm going to be frank. It's not incredibly likely that if you are not 
into this style of music that you are isolating tracks and putting them on your mixtape. You know what I mean? It is mm-hmm. a... Todd makes records, you know, you know, he's not yeah. trying to make singles. So either you're in or you're out. Though I will say, Suffering Soul, you put that on uh, a mixtape, people will be in. Yeah, that's on the gym mix. Yeah, my yeah. Big. That's on your cardio mix right there. Uh, also very congruous with the art. You see the cover of this record, yeah. you know you're in for something. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that's why I think that there's, it doesn't give you, even though there's a ton going on, it doesn't give you a ton to talk about. No, I didn't even talk about the song Unsilent Death, which might be their anthem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, next record, Impaler's Cellar Dweller, released on 540 Records and Static Shock, 2017, just two years ago. I was uh, quite surprised this made the the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, not to, not because I'm bad mouthing it, but because it doesn't have a ton of uh, aesthetic similarity with with ninety percent of the tournament. Ninety percent. Um, this it, falls into the ba- bucket with um, with with con- uh, concealed blade, basically. Yeah. There's maybe although two I feel like they would fit with nails. Uh, this sure, some of it. I bet they. I bet I. I would give. I would bet every dollar I have, which may or may not be any, uh, that Todd loves this record. Well, here's what I'll say: Texas man. This is a Texas band. I think. Dudes from Power Trip. Yep. 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 Is it right? So main, main songwriter of this band is one of the dudes in Power, Power Trip. Trip. Yep. Awesome. Here's where I'll say uh, where it and Concealed Blade fans may part. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast, frenetic, hectic, all yeah, that bullshit. Yeah. This has a ton more ideas going yes. on per song. Yeah. And, and yeah. Almost too many? That's the next topic. Mm. Uh, this, uh, this is great. It's incredibly arm's length, and there's no emotional resonance to it whatsoever. Really? Recording-wise, like performance-wise, everything. It's just too clever for its own good. You look, think? Look, look, look. I don't. We're going to talk about a record soon on this bracket that I have no affinity for. It doesn't do a thing for me, but yeah. I, I listened, and it made sense to me how a twenty-year-old could lock onto it, make it a moment in their lives, and revisit it often. I yes. have that same feeling on that same record. This, yes. this is for connoisseurs only, and and it is it is there is a low emotional resonance, and that sounds <sighs> like an I insult, disagree. but what I mean by that is. You're not taking the same thing from this that you're taking. Like it's we talk oh, about no. we, we talk about like uh, the rare moments that I enjoy a tech band. It's rare, right? Okay. Rare, but yeah. but when I do, Pick the it, it's because there is some there's like a thread of of this is not just ideas. This this, this is a, a full product, even if it's just for a song. I, I, I feel what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I got that when I got to the song Nuclear Cabaret. Oh, good song. <laughs> a very good song. <laughs> good because song. it changed off the tempo quite a bit and kind of took some of those ideas. I hear what both of you guys are saying, that there's a lot of ideas going on. I feel like they fuse together in an interesting way at points. This record has like a cult like love for sure. Oh, people yeah. who love yeah, this record, yeah, got I mean, it made there, yeah. Um, and I really encourage people to listen to it because it has like, like I think there's people who could really throw this and go, oh, it's like a, like you know '80s inspired punk band. And I'm like, yeah, but they got a lot of weird stuff going on. It's, yeah, it feels like a, I don't get that cosplay element from listening to this record. Oh no, you no, know what I mean. No. But I think I, I hear like three different bands on this. There's some songs I'm like, oh, this is totally like nails, like fast, like, yeah. Oh, no, so it is, so it is, so it is. 
Mm-hmm. Then there's another thing. It's like he sounds like a British punk. Like I, I was, he's got like that snotty punk. Voice I was going to say his like, nails playing flipper songs. Like like, like fair. It, it, All right. But I, I hear a lot of Poison Idea. Um, yes. There's uh, the echoey vocal thing going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So to me, you could have thrown this on Youth Attack, probably. For sure. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. I think they're playing with some a couple weird, more angular punk bands from the '80s. Can I can I do that dickhead thing? I do. Please. If this was on Youth Attack, it would be. My favorite Youth Attack record by a million miles, a million miles, right? More because City I, Hunter, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, this, this is so nobody misunderstands me. This is an incredibly well crafted fucking record. Oh, one hundred percent. This is they, a good they can record. Play. Yes, yes, this yes. is a good record. I just and I appreciate it. If I was a kid, I would fucking hate this. Well, right. If you were you as a kid, yes, right? correct. I correct. wonder what the kid who's interested in Youth Attack mm-hmm. or who's maybe going to Damage City or Not Dead yet. Yeah. What they feel on this, I bet they fucking oh, absolutely. On it. I, 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 headline that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this record has elements. To me, the first couple of songs are cool, and I, when I went back to them, I liked them. But this, like a few of these other records, I said about the foundation. I think I felt this way on uh, uh, da, 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 one of the records that we're going to listen to later. That we're talking about later. This one in particular, when I hit Nuclear Cabaret, it clicked, and I was like, "Oh shit!" It's the best song because on the I like this record a lot. But then I hadn't listened to it since it came out, basically. I was like, oh, why haven't I listened to this? And I'm listening. I'm like, oh, I get it. Because I, I like it, but I didn't love it. And then it hit Nuclear Cabaret, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is cool. This is different. So I think there is a lot going on, and I'm curious to see what the band would do f- going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do I do really like it. And I think it's a record that if you like faster stuff, you should check out. And might have gotten kind of swept on the rug because it's in the punk category. So a lot of hardcore kids won't for sure to that for sure. Uh, Agreed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I I, uh, I really liked it, but it I think intentionally, particularly look when you do vocals of this type, it's distancing intentionally. It, it, it's right. it's not supposed to be anthemic. It's not supposed to be for the kids. It's yeah. you're doing that. That's an aesthetic choice that you have made that keeps people emotionally at arm's length. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with it. It's a decision. Uh, this is really good, and I think that it doesn't have a ton of crossover for ninety percent of the people that listen. Yes, for this tournament. Yeah, yeah that's probably true. I, I think there are points when the vocals get more personality, which is because, but it's hidden under an echo filter, basically. Right. Yeah. Always distancing. It's distancing. Yeah. So it, it, it now you take that element out, and this band might sound wildly different. So who knows? Mm. I mean, it's obviously very well done, but I don't know if I'd I don't know if I'd seek this out again. Yeah, I, I really recommend to people if you're listening and you're tuning out, uh, skip ahead and get to Nuclear Cabaret. Give that song and the next couple tracks a try, and if those don't click, it you can skip ahead. Yeah. yeah, no worries. All right, so nails and and death. Up against Impaler's Cellar Dweller. Uh, a lot of respect for this Impaler's record. Uh, I and honestly, I might listen to it more than I listen to than I would go back to the Nails record because I only need to get beat up a couple times a year. I'm not like a <laughs> I'm not a masochist, you know what I mean? Um, but that Nails record is an exceptional beating. So I'm gonna yeah. go with I'm gonna go with the Nails record by by a hair for me. Mm-hmm. Going Nails by a blow up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go Nails. Uh, very, very close. Wow. Very close. Because there's just some tracks on that Impalers, man. I, I really, I think it's going to age well too, but we'll see. Next matchup. It's a big one. 
Mm. Rotting Out Street Prowl. Released on 6131 Records in 2011. Damn. Okay. Uh, I have... I don't remember when I was in living in California. Certainly, Rotting Out, I think, was big, big by the time that I was in California and kids were talking about it. Uh, but uh, this was sold poorly to me. Uh, everybody, like when I said I ad-libbed punk, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that because that's how this was always sold to me like skate punk bro I don't th- don't get me wrong I hear it in songs like the best song on the record in my view uh, Laugh Now Die Later of is course it, this is how we are uh, yeah, this great. is how we are I mean that's there great and, yeah. and, and that's technically a punk part uh, and certainly that kind of uh, that wavy drum thing where you speed up to slow down you speed up to slow down mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's all punk this is still a hardcore record, you know, oh, you know I mean? and, yeah. and uh, I liked this more than I anticipated. Hmm. I think this is a great record. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a fun listen. It's so it's as we were talking about nails. I like you. You could actually just put this on. Yes. And just enjoy yes. it. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's very enjoyable. It's this is a summertime record. Yeah. Not kicking you in the neck. Like no. Nails, you, know? you know what I mean? I see why this is an entry point for a lot of people. Because so I think it's a little something for everybody, not intentionally, not in like a in a kind of ch- uh, like a pandering way. You could see a kid going from a Pennywise fan to, to this. This, or I mean, I know one of one of the big tours that they did was like might have been like fucking Ghost Inside or fucking yeah. st- they, they stick they to your guns or some shit yep. like that. If you're a kid that's going there for that and then here riding out, you're like, oh fuck. I I, 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 get, I get got enough metal to it. It's got enough fast parts. It's got mosh parts. It literally like covers I think it, all bases. I think it has a lot of like. I, if this band came from anywhere but Southern California, it would make no sense to me. Uh, the only other place that musically, like, this is a band who like I, I always tell the dudes from Bond Justice, I'm like, oh, Rotting Out is a band you guys should have been playing with. Like, yeah, skate, like some punk stuff. Like, it's not punk like that, but there's elements of like oh you guys grew up you have you're very familiar with many records on the epitaph catalog you <laughs> yeah, know what i mean but they're like, very like southern california like latino punk and yeah. and walter's uh cadence and his personality that shines through vocals. a lot of personality yeah. Ooh. he Ooh. is one of the most recognizable voices in hardcore absolutely uh, but he could do something on another record which he does and you go oh shit but here's the thing to me this was this was low key everything it was bef- I knew this was big but none of the people in my world were listening to this do you know what I mean and right it, but and everyone five years younger than them uh, yes, were yes and, it, it, and uh, it, it it's uh, very interesting to explore a phenomenon uh, that I wasn't even I was really one step removed from yeah. this even when it was in my backyard yeah. you, you know so I uh, I found this fascinating I get what you're saying that this is a great entry point for a lot of people, but it wasn't, I, I, I also feel it wasn't like when comeback kid was that. And it was kind of, it felt like there was an effort towards being people's entry point. Right. No, no, I, no, this just, just evolved to that. Yeah. Right. I think they yeah. evolved to that. Was this the first record with Walter? I thought so. I, the one before this is the other kid. Yeah. I believe so. Yes. Cause this is their first LP. Yes. This is the okay. first record with Walter. Um, and Walter's a dude who I met 
not too long after I lived in California. So like I moved there in 2003. I think I probably met him in 05, 04, 05. It's not like I was ever close. I'm not super close yeah. with the guy, but he's a very nice guy. And he was at literally every single show. Yeah. Every show. And always going off for every band. And would occasionally do guest vocal spots. And I remember telling him like, dude. You got to be in a band. You need Not you got to be in a band because <laughs> yeah. he was in bands. He was in tons of bands. But being like, you need to sing in a band. And it's just, oh, right, right. it's really cool. Like I was kind of disconnected around this time too. I knew that he was singing for them. And then when I finally got to see him, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> so he sense. was in Running App, but he played bass or something, right? That's right. Before, yeah. With the difference. Oh, the guy, there was yeah, a kid so named Mike who, uh, who sang. Right, so, right, right. Um, it was a very different feel. And by when Walter takes over, it's cool. Like, both versions have their fans. Yeah. But when Walter took over, his personality just whoop, yeah. fills the fills the room. And to me, I really like the first song, Street Prowl. I think it kind of yeah. kicks in and you feel like you feel what it is. You'd sure. be like, oh, this is like California punk hardcore kind of deal. And I think because of their placement, their record came out in 6131, the bands they toured with. I bet there's a lot of people who like this style stuff that's like hardcore punk. Yeah who definitely have written this off. Like, oh, this is too, too mainstream hardcore, pro-core. Yeah, and, and it's really and who listen to it, who If you listen to it, you're like, oh, yeah, Fuck, this, this, this could have been in my record collection. Um, the song She Sings, uh-huh. emotionally raw song, yeah. lyrically really raw. So I, I think that's... Angels like that too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that lyrically he's doing stuff that he doesn't get credit for and it's good. Very, very good lyrics. Yep. Okay. Cool. Rotting out. Uh, an interesting matchup with this. Yeah, it is. Cruel Hand, Lock and Key, Bridge Nine Records, 2010. Jog my memory. Oh, so 2010. Ten. So it wouldn't be possible that the one before it would make those. Is it, it, no, it wouldn't. Be, it wouldn't made it. Which is uh, it's um, prying eyes. Prying eyes is before this. Yeah, right. and there was one before that without a pulse. Yes, some so, people love that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, cult classic. I'm gonna go in. Go in. Uh, These are dudes. I really like Cruel Hand. Yeah. I think Cruel Hand uh, took the formula that a lot of people were attempting at that time. Madball, no warning. Yeah. Terror. Yeah. Really. Really I, Madball. Really no warning. Really no warning. Yeah. Uh, w- 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 the intro is set it off. Uh, the well, first, it's just set it off. That, that, well, okay. So let's let's build. Let's build the chassis of the car. Let's That's Madball. That's true. You're right. You're right. Let, let, Fair. Now let's put on the uh, the body. The body. Uh, that's a little no warning. You know what I mean? Especially vocally. A, a, a little. And that's no but warning. There, I don't think they're as much of a ripoff as people No, I agree. I agree. Uh, listening to this record, it, there's, not an, there's not as much bounce. Well, this record in particular, this record lost some people because this is the record that people unfairly said... Oh, this is them trying to be Metallica. This is them. Well, taking, very thrashy. Taking a turn towards whatever, which and, doesn't make sense because there's a few parts on this record where they're showing chops, but yes. that's it. But I think that it's enough to separate it from the pack, and that's where I think people got things confused. Uh, this is a hardcore record with with thrash elements, but yeah. those thrash elements are not so. I mean, it's not like fucking municipal waste. It's no, just fast not at all. Yeah, right, right, and. Uh, I here's my beef with this record. I actually, I like Prina. I like Prina a lot. Yeah, it's a good record. Uh, and I did not love this record the first couple times I listened, so I haven't revisited it with any frequency. On this listen, I think this record lacks the bangers 
that this that doesn't I, have life in shambles. Right. Yeah. It, it, it lacks the bangers, but this is a very well done, absolutely fucking thrashy hardcore record. It's One, very yeah, well done. Yeah. And, and I was, uh, I was kind of really taken aback because there was people that jumped on the cruel hand train at this time and there's people that jumped off the cruel hand train at this time right now i wouldn't see why you i can see why you would come on yes but i don't see why you'd be like this is not for me anymore no no no, no. absolutely it doesn't make any sense to me right what does also doesn't make sense and you guys can hit me to this why why did this band become the band that pop punk bands kids gravitated they toured relentlessly and would play with whoever yeah un- un- unafraid there was a number did not of years, care would there was play a number with like they, they were like they were like this you know the sellout band because they're on tour with fucking data remember whoever the fuck yeah yeah well but like why that like there wasn't enough of a pivot to be like oh you you're making like a pop punk record well later there was but but was it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah but but now it's just more like bigger room it was i mean it was like their version of suffers five Right, you can you tell. It's yeah, and it's like yeah. it was a try for that, and I guess you could say that's the quote-unquote sellout record, but they yeah. had been a band for like a t- solid 10 years. Yeah. I, I, and we're just like, I, I always looked at, they're trying something different. They're just trying right. to and do And this is different. an Outbreak offshoot, correct? Yes. Yep. Two, two members of Outbreak at least. Two, yeah. two members. The classic lineup of this being Nate and Chris from yep. Outbreak right, doing right, their right. own thing. Uh, and... I mean, a band who's totally written out of history yes. right now. Yeah, I'll break. We got to yeah. talk about that. I mean, and you go, go to YouTube and watch some of their reactions and some of the biggest things you'd ever seen. Insane. Insane. And there's also a band that maybe won't we won't talk about this episode that did not make the the uh, tournament that is shocking when taken into consideration. Yes. Um, but the uh, and we'll probably address that. It will probably address that in some fashion. But the. Uh, uh, yeah, we're going to do a uh, sh- sh- coulda, shoulda made it. Gotcha. Uh, th- this this band, I don't know if people are aware, when they were on all cylinders, this was a fucking beautiful... I'm going to get weird. You ready? You ready? This was a beautiful hardcore band. This was a hardcore band that to watch live was Oh, he's a great front person. Exciting. Yeah. And and did everything that you would want from and I don't give a fuck what lane of hardcore you're in. When this band was at their peak, if you couldn't appreciate it live, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking good. It was it was well done. Uh from the jump. It, yeah. I, I have a lot of respect for this act. Uh but this record I liked a lot more than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good, good stuff. Uh, everything you said, I, a lot of Madball, a lot yeah. of no warning, but like not, almost latter day Madball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is uh, we did the year in hardcore 2010 episode, and this we did talk about this record a bit there, and this is the time where it was like, hey, everybody, remember Madball? And everyone, everyone in class stood up and said, yeah, all at the same time as yeah, you know, a Terra record comes out that's got a lot of Madball. Yeah. DTN does an EP that's way more Madball than anything they had done before. This record comes out, and there's yeah. several others. And that's not a diss, but it's definitely oh, feels that. I know what I wanted to comment on mm-hmm. uh, regarding why Cruel Hand might have uh, gotten some of that uh, slight written, written out. They're getting written back in, but they were written out for a moment. Uh so this is going to sound crazy to some of our younger listeners. There was a moment where people didn't like what terror was doing with their That's career. That's true. That's correct. <laughs> and prior they, to keepers of the faith, they were playing. I'm not just talking about musically. They, they might've lost some people with the metal leaning record, but what I'm, what I mean is, uh, the tour Who they were touring with. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. no, no. I mean, and that's that kind of period where they do that record and they're touring with 
bands that people didn't agree with. Didn't agree with, uh, uh, you know, out of genre stuff. Uh, and now... That's why they're still popping out. That's why yes. that's why Terror is who they are because they took the chances that they wanted to take to uh, reach other people and bring those people into their fold. Expanding the circle. And look. Did you go to um, Skate and Surf when it was back in Asbury? Probably not. This is a couple years ago. No, I did not go. But to that point, mm-hmm. AN played one stage. Terror played right after them, like right next to them. The reactions were insanely different. Yeah, really. Terror murdered. No really? surprise. Because, but it was an Attila tour. It yeah, was bigger audience. Day oh, to remember right. was yeah, on the big yeah. state, like all that shit. <clears throat> Killed yeah. and look, Killed. And maybe somebody in our listenership can take issue with that. I'm looking at things from a I love to play music perspective. Right. And, Who wouldn't want to make it their job if you could? And, and right. well, I mean, I, it's a very tiring job. You'd be better off driving a truck. But I, I, I'm going to say that uh, the, the Cruel Hand attempted the terror model, and like fit in that lane, like fit in that void. Do, go out with whoever. Go out with sure. Uh, like, and sometimes the push. Sometimes if you're not terror, that can uh, that can hurt. And even terror at the time was right. getting a lot of side eye. So, right, it, but they never fell off. Terror, to, to well, the extent. well, terror, terror, sort of uh, when they, when they had lost a lot of people and people were saying, "Oh, I, I, I never." People were low rating them. They, well, they basically okay. Let's just say it, Frank. Yeah. If you never get to see your favorite band because they're out with bands that you don't want to fucking pay to see, then you got yeah. You, you start you, developing a feeling. Right, you move on to the next. Yes, mm-hmm. so that's and then all of a sudden it's in the rear view. Yes, and and. That started to happen maybe a little bit for Terror, in my view. And then they drop Keepers of the Faith and have a game-changing yes. comeback record. And that is one of the rarest things in music, let alone in this world of yeah. shit, mm. that's not like, you know, if you if we put on The Damn the Shamed and listen to it side-by-side side with Keepers of the Faith, yeah, probably probably different, but not that not different. Worlds, no. Still, still no. the same band. Right. It's just that they were able to accomplish something which was recapture the spirit that people wanted or people expected, but with a little different feel in a non-corny, non-forced way that a band like Cruel Hand just hasn't been able to do. Yeah, and I think... And a band like most bands haven't been able to do. Right, and uh, my hope is that Cruel Hand does recapture some of that, though, because, again... They work hard. They... Talented dudes. At their peak, you're talking about some of the... Some of the when we did that interview with Pat Flynn and it was so evident to anybody listening that that is a student of, of this particular genre. That's a student of the craft, right? Mm. Look, the dudes in cruel hand might not, might not chat it in the same way that Pat does, but they are fucking learned men. (laughs) And for a decade, you would see them stage diving over everyone at yep. every show. These are people that... Best stage divers in the game. Yeah, oh, for years. And body. That's really the two but, best. Little brand. But for, little brand but for years, these, these were dudes that were soaking in what uh, different types of hardcore was. Yep. And, and, and getting all different types. Yes. Yeah. And so, whatever. Point is, uh, I don't just say this because I got an affinity for them. Listening to this record, I was brought back to the it's fact... It's a good record. Oh, these dudes are good at what they did. Oh, absolutely. You know I mean? um, but anyway... Absolutely. Uh, so it's rotting out versus rotting out street prowl versus cruel hand lock and key. 
it goes for, to rotting out street prowl for me. Interesting. Same. Really? I'd have to agree. I'm going to go cruel hand, but mm-hmm. but it, honestly, it's a bit of a coin flip because I thought that that uh, rotting out record was a lot of a lot of good, just maybe not for me. I think I think if you like one of these records, you probably like the other too. Very. They're two sides of the same coin. If yeah. we're really being honest. Yep. Well, in the same way, one's that a little it, punker, one's a little metaler, but it's kind of the same yep. shit. In the same way that both pi- firmly hardcore. Yeah. Same way that nails and and the impalers might might be a tough one for some people because they're mm-hmm. they, they maybe they default to the thing that they've listened to more, but they're like, wow, I got a lot of respect for both. We're gonna hear that a lot yeah. in this bracket as well. Yeah, and and so just to kind of remember because people always ask this every week that we do this. Fuck. <laughs> how did they? How did these come together? We put a poll out, tallied the votes. People didn't know, but we tallied how many. Each record got, and then put those in order. So the band who got the most is was seated at number one, and the band who got the least, who made this, the you know then it goes down. There was over two hundred records that were nominated, say, and the top sixty four, and you know really the top sixty eight were seated there by vote. So this is all random and based on seating, which will be revealed in a couple of weeks because all we're getting through be the revealed. first. So. Did we end up nudging anything? No. Okay. So not a this is legitimately like, we had literally nothing to do with the records that were included. Yeah, well, that, that's a better that's a better choice on our part. Uh, although it has maybe there's some yeah because to me it's a, there's been several matchups that it's like oh, it would have been nice not to, to put this record over here. And then this record at the other end of the, the right. category, 100%. so they don't go up against those each matchups other. are going to cost some bands that probably would have made the Sweet Sixteen. La- yeah. La- mm-hmm. was Absolutely. It, yeah. Was it two episodes ago? I thought uh, the, the the Code Orange uh, TUI. I thought that pairing was almost unfair. You well, know, wait I mean? till wait till the next round when Trapped Under Ice is up against Title Fight. No shit, right? TUI Big Kiss Goodnight <laughs> versus Title Fight Floral Green. Fuck, all right. fucking insane. Uh, a lot of people. Bro, I know what I'm gonna vote for already, bro. <laughs> I'm not gonna go fucking listen, bro. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pee while you go name pee. these. Well, two. I'm gonna announce this. Oh, well, thank you. Hmm. Turnstile Step to Rhythm Reaper Records. 2013, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, what do you think of this? This is my least favorite turnstile record. I think mine too. It's you can see they're going for something, they yeah. just haven't gotten there yet, and they got there during time and space. This, and I know we're trying to listen to these in like vacuums and stuff, yeah. and it's really difficult to do. Really difficult. I think they, they were working on something. The first EP is basically their demo, right? And you can feel the energy off that, yes. and you can feel what they're doing. There's a lot of groove, a lot of bounce. But still hard parts. Yeah. They're working it in. Step to Rhythm. I actually think it's the most appropriate title for a record. Um, it's a at lot least of rhythm. In this, Step to Rhythm. My favorite song is Keep It Moving. Yes. Just because it grooves, but it bounces and it's hard. Like, there's a lot of moshing on this record in a non, like, hard mosh part way, but in a, like, oh, this is a mosh part. You know, you're bouncing around. Yeah, almost like a leeway way. Yeah. It had a very leeway <laughs> vibe to me. A lot of New York all over this, but but in the the modern sense, like there's been it's been strained through things. But it's not my favorite turnstile. It's the is my least favorite turnstile record, and that's not to even say that it's bad. No, because there's clearly it's one of the three turnstile records that made this tournament, and they were three for three. They were three for three. I guess the demo, the first EP, could have made it. Pressure to succeed. Yeah. Could have made it, but it just didn't get quite enough votes. They, yeah, it would have been wild if they went four for right. four. I do love this intro. Oh, oh yeah. Basie, which I think yes, maybe yeah. is what leans in for you. 
I'm gonna say a, I'm gonna say the thing I said uh, twelve times this episode. Better than I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it surprised me. Uh, th- th- here's the deal: this uh, record suffers from being the the rough sketches of things that they would later uh, turn into masterpieces, and uh, that's unfair because we want to look at this as its own thing. Just said that. Oh, you did. Pants. Oh, well, Lars being okay, but goodbye. No, please goodbye. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll fuck myself. Uh, he just no. pissed his pants again. So there we go. The, the uh, no, the, I mean, okay. Then it's hard to list them in a vacuum. It but really it's okay. It, it really is. And it's if you listen to this, go listen on some feeling and then listen to this. You go, oh, I see it. This is, here's the sketches. It's, it's a sketchbook. Uh, honestly, the what song is it? It's uh, a song. I like Can't Heat, too. I, mm. I think it might be, maybe Push Me. There's a song on this that, maybe Better Way, because I listened to it because it reminds me of uh, Shelter. Shelter. Mm. Uh, but but uh, song. I, th- th- so this song to me, is legitimately a sketch that they would then paint over yes. on the album. Secret, I think Turnstile does that a lot. Yeah. yeah. But I think they're doing it constantly. I think they're going... do it, God bless. It's like if you have a really... It's like you have a, a baseline, like, oh, Grandma's Soup Recipe, it's really good. And then you make it and you're like, yeah, this is good, but maybe I should try doing a few different things. And you start futzing with it. Mm. And eventually... You got something great, but you can't really call it Grandma's recipe anymore. Right. It's and either I think that, that's or you at. paint over it, and you paint over like that woman who tried to paint over oh, the picture. Of I Jesus. love that so much. <laughs> you know, so sometimes much. You, you know, you go back to the well, and it's not so. It's so if I were them, I would have left it. That's brilliant. <sighs> at the Albany Comic Con in 1987, uh, okay. John Bogdanov was uh-huh, there. Yeah, uh, maybe 87, maybe 89, somewhere in there. It was in the 80s. And uh, my father got him to do a sketch of Wolverine for me, mm. which was rad. Sick. I played with his son for a while. Shout out to you, uh, young Bogdanov. <laughs> uh, haven't seen you since. Very What's up, bro? Why don't you fucking email me, bro? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very, very kind. I got the sketch, brought it home. But I was like, you know what this needs? It needs a word bubble. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So I drew, I drew a word bubble. And my dad looked at me and was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you did that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't mad. But but then years later, like even just a couple years later, I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? Tried to erase it. Would you tell Ian it. not to, to do that? Easton? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But... I would I would explain because my father didn't even think like why would why would you do that like, right think, but you explained to him like this is really rare this is art like, yeah this like is cool. I would put it in a frame my father put it in a frame but no glass I might have even just taken out of the glass to be honest I right, be like hey, we gotta touch this up I, I I can improve this it can be better so Robocop this shit yeah. so I wanted to confirm uh, Bogdanov did these uh, few issues of X Factor uh, in like the maybe late. Very late 80s, early 90s. Oh, uh, like 30s, <clears throat> 30s? And, and Is the Asgardian ones? No, it's the... Uh, That's uh, Simonson it, it, stuff. It, it issues Ooh. 58, 60 uh, through 62. Oh, yeah. Good and good little run right before Portacio. You, the colors on the... Like, I, I, I actually have it in my notes when I send things to uh, colorists. The coloring choices, and I should check who the colorist was at the time, but the coloring choices for this... Uh, 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 Bogdanov work is so uh, broad and basic, and, yeah. and as a result, his actual art pops so beautifully. Uh, and oh yeah, and, These, this one fifty nine, and it's great. just it's just leave him alone and uh, and let him do what he does by being. A uh, go for the assist for the true <laughs> for, for the, the true dorks. This is the run where Trish Tilby 
and uh, Hank McCoy break up. It's a big mm. thing. Pieces going through some stuff. Uh, Bobby Drake pre uh, coming out of the closet is mm. dating a, a young woman that leads into a nice nice run. This is actually a strong X Factor little dip. So post extinction agenda mm. pre uh, pre um, mutant genesis. So pretty fun. All right, let's let's move on. So, we, so, we, so we, Tom we rejoined. We the us. air out of the room I for know. Tom. Uh, uh, all right. We're, Anything else on turnstile? Uh, Supreme live act. If you see videos of them of this time, you can already see. Oh, yeah. I get what well, I get. What's going on here? I think tough listen for older ears on it. Sure. Maybe. I actually. This song's live. Live. Yeah. I think that's the thing. If you're older and you're listening to this and you're like, I'm just not connecting. Go watch the live videos. I, I also I thought these. I will now add this to my turnstile mm. uh canon yeah i would like like interesting i, I actually I'm i, I like this i, I like just logan <laughs> i like comic book movies <laughs> oh, okay. no, <laughs> Good i just i was uh, taking it took me that long to remember the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was i cried james howlett end. okay uh, i gotta read it i'll read you something after this um oh, the, the uh but yeah no i actually really enjoyed this i treat it more like a demo though yeah, that's just my bane definitely not a demo bane no. don't wait up Equal Vision Records, 2014. Shout outs to fucking Equal Vision. Love the old logo. Go back to it. That logo's fucking so Equal cool. Vision. So cool. Oh, are they? Added, what's the logo it. now? There's some garbage. It looks like an Instagram thing. Oh, no. Who cares? Yeah, it's definitely not the fucking. It's not. It's not. It's not, it's not Krishna. No. Oh. Giant like that on the fucking. So cool. Oh, so cool on shirts. Just make some of those. Yo, if you give us permission, y'all, somebody at Merch Now or EVR who's listening. Give us the permission to make Axe to Grind X Equal Vision Records shirts. We'll do it out of our dime with you. Mm. You got to love that. You do. And it'll be like one of those newfangled streetwear things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Collab. Yeah. It's, it's right. Fuck with the Vision fam. That's it. Bane, don't wait up 2014. You're lining up outside your apartment trying to buy you one. Uh, yes. So Bane is quiet as it's kept. As weird a hardcore band as ever was, yes. Th- these songs go far afield. There is literally no band ever that would sound like this, I, and no band that would be in hardcore that would sound like this. Quick, this is all over the fucking. Yeah. Place. Question for you though. <laughs> the question was ringing in my head: Is this the Bane record they were always trying to make? Uh, at least. Two Some members. partial. Two members were. Yeah. I feel like if if you went back like, and, <laughs> but if you went, I feel like if you went back to, so what's the last? Give blood comes out in like, or no? Then the note is like two thousand three or four or something like four, that. I think. Okay. Yeah. And then this is this is ten years later. Right. And they had those like seven inches in between. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like if you went back to these dudes in like two thousand two thousand one and said, "Hey, here's the record you're gonna write in ten years," I think they'd all be pumped on it. I so. Honestly, I should reach out and ask them their feelings on this because uh, this is as... Now, these are all hardcore dudes, etc., but some of them are, are... Weirder than others uh, uh, have 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 broad. That's a weirdo. Have have broad tastes uh, from Deftones from Jump. Yeah, Faith No More. <laughs> He's a, yeah, Damien Rice. He loves all that. At any rate, uh, but Bedard, I think, is naturally most comfortable in a. Hardcore, quote unquote, hardcore act. Yes. <laughs> so not really going on in a little. Yeah, no, but there, but do you understand what I'm building to? Which Let's is go. this is almost not a hardcore record. 
I don't know. I think there's enough fast stuff going on on this record that you can't. You know what I mean? Like, come on. This is uh, when I listened to this. I said, "This and Thursday are kissing cousins." Wait, you bring edge. Yeah, because you were just before <laughs> you, you were telling me between the buried and me, maybe straight hardcore. But this one, you're no, no. Not, I'm just saying. I feel like it. this is like the ultimate Bane record, maybe. No, but, not their, not their classic, not their signature, but like the perfection of desire. This is like. We hit it. This is what we wanted to write. But I'm saying the same thing you're always saying, which is just because something's not hardcore doesn't mean it's not good. That's totally correct, I, I, too. I, I'm just saying, and... Yeah, look, band is the least hardcore, most hardcore band of all that's time. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that's fair. what I'm driving at. Sure. Is, is that yeah. fair? That's fine. The, I think they'd well, cop no to it. sounds like be them, psyched on There's right. no way. Like, you can't say, like, oh, it sounds like agnostic. Like By this time, it no sounds like nothing. chance. No. Yeah. Early Bane, you could be like, sounds like Burn. Yeah, yeah you yeah, can pull yeah. in the up. Yeah. But uh, now it's like... I, I don't know what it sounds like. It, right. Like, uh, no one else could have made this record. This is, they, uh, it's epic. Um, 100%. They defined that kind of epic, melodic, modern, hardcore sound. Right. Um, and this is kind of them, I think this is them stunting on that kind of sound. Right. And that means you go one step beyond modern, melodic, hardcore, and you're not too far from something, say, like Thursday, mm. you know, or you know, that, outside that, genre. You I'm know? not saying that anthemic Thursday stuff that I remember, but those those other records that like I, where they started to really play. Bane is playing on this record. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and there is a, there's a, a lot of ideas, but not in the Impaler's way where you're reaching far afield. This is this. Yo, this I, I was record. really blown away by this, and not yeah. necessarily in a. I think this is a great record. Sure, sure. Just in a, oh, wow, I haven't listened to this in years. This is crazy that they went as far as they did with their sound and still people love it. I think there was clearly hardcore songs on here and then there were clearly Bane songs. Yeah. yeah which yeah. is like definition of a new sound. You know, like they're, like there's, like, uh, you know, I think it's a fitting, like what's the, the, the guns, the swan song? Yeah. Which like that's it's I guess it's a hardcore song kind of because it's Bane wrote it but it's more of a Bane song, and I think they have a couple tracks like that on this record too that are Bane song sound. My favorite song on this record is um, Wrong Planet, which is the second to last track, which deep I cut. deep cut definitely doesn't fall into the fact like the first song on this record I think is like a, like I'm like oh this is probably the best fast sound that Bane's ever gotten. This is good. I, I think the production's fantastic yeah. all over this record, but Wrong Planet's just a weird song, and I, I really liked it. So here's here's a question for both of you. Is this like Nails, where you have to like... like it, 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 if To really love Nails, I think that you probably have to enjoy extreme stuff. To really love this Bane record, do you have to love Bane? Yes. Or is this an ultimate crossover record? You have to love Bane to love this record. Okay. What about the one song with all the vocalists? What's that song called? Calling Hours. It's my Calling favorite hours. song on this record. And that's like a lot of Bane fans like are like, oh yeah, this is canon. This is one of the this is a Bane song they should play every show. Yeah. Yeah. But so, I mean I don't think like are they bringing in like new kids on this record? No. Are they bringing back old kids that might have fallen off a little bit? 100%. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But I don't think like they're playing and it's like, hey, this band's good. No, but Bane first for a time was the premier kind of if not entry point, then at least yeah. well, like I'm grabbing people from scene one, scene Absolutely. two, scene three. Because they were willing to do the same thing Cruel Hand was, which is play with a lot of different bands. They, they, they did, did those Did they, though? Yeah. Yeah? Like, they did I, a bunch of weird like pseudo-pop punk band tours. Oh, they weird. Did, yeah, like the mid Oh, wait, I did see them with Strung Out. 
at Lemoore's. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, they were doing a lot of that kind of stuff because they were not afraid to do it. And like, what's the the Bane side project band? Uh, Converge. No. <laughs> uh, there was Incarcerated Funeral followed by... Uh, Bill Stevenson's involved. Oh, in. no, only crime. Only, only crime. crime, right. With so Dahlbeck played, drum, played r- guitar in it. Right, and so they were not afraid to go do other stuff and that made connections. And they toured, I mean, All starting in like 2000, they just started touring. That was it. Yeah. Reminder, Dahlbeck, insane player. Oh, insane dude. Insane player. This whole band is, you know, like. Reminder, yeah. <laughs> if you lost sight of that. Yeah, who played bass on this? Because it wasn't Pete Hilton. No. Pete Hilton might have played on some, not like Pete Hilton. Pete Chilton. Pete Chilton, not Pete Hilton. No, wrong Pete. Pete. Both tall. Both tall. Yeah. Both here suit. Let's see, band members. It is. <laughs> uh, it is Pete. Pete plays on this. Oh, he does. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, Aaron, Aaron, Zach, Pete, Bob. Yep. Bob Mahoney. Yep. Yeah. Rich Sky. Mm-hmm. I think. Like there's no one else could have written this record. I think it's it's awesome because I don't I can't think of another hardcore record written from the from the point of view of like this is the end. This Where? is like Warren Zevon came out with a record. He knew he was dying, <laughs> and he wrote an LP all about like those feelings because mm-hmm. he knew he was done. Yep. This is the equivalent of that. And like, how often do hardcore bands get to have the foresight to be like, yeah, hey, like this? I mean, there's songs in here that are so overtly like. Holy shit, we got to do this. Yep. Like I can't believe this is over. Yep. This is the only thing I ever loved. This is the only thing I was ever good at. Yep. And it's over. Yep. And then they toured on it for two years. But like, how can you? No bands break up in a fucking van in Idaho. Yeah, this they what, don't break up. This is what we would call a complete package. So far as uh, the, yeah. the, the 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 moment, the record, the aesthetic. The, you left it out yes. there. You left it all out there. Um, I was. Uh, you know, I don't know that I love this in any sort of way, I, but I was very impressed. I mean, I, Calling Hours is one of my favorite hardcore songs probably in the last 20 years. Well, there's one song. A lot of people feel that way. Oh, there's one song, song on this that is, uh, I remember when I listened to it, I said, this could conceivably save somebody's life because, and I don't get melodramatic like that, but, yeah. uh, but Bedard is speaking obliquely at times, but he's... He's talking about something very serious and uh, yes. and personal, and there is. Uh, I remember listening to it and going, "Oh, this is like I don't. You know me. I'm selfish. I don't look at music as a public service that I'm doing. Right. But but like, there's a couple songs on this that I was saying, "Damn, <laughs> you know what I mean? That right. might do. That, that might help a kid. Like, do you yeah. know the calling? Can you remember the calling hours song? It's the one with the guests. Yes. Yeah. Which I think like, Pat Flynn, Walter Reba from Code Orange, David Wood. Dave Wood, that's right. He starts he it off. But like, it's so, you know, Walter leading in with the fucking laugh. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's talking about like killing it. Like yeah. literally killing the band. Like, yeah. And like Kate, like Reba being like the Kato 8. She does the Kato 8 that's vocals true. on this. Yeah. But like sure. it kind of, it's like such a perfect ending yeah. because it's, you know, Can We Start Again was early on, yeah. one of their biggest songs, and it kind of ends with that. It's really fucking cool. It's hard to do a self-aware record that doesn't suck, and and this one is is highly self-aware and does not suck. Yeah. Agree. All right. All right, so we're voting between Turnstile's Step to Rhythm and Bane Don't Wait Up. Tom, start us off. I'm going Bane Don't Wait Up. PK? Tough, because I feel that one is essentially, to my ear, a demo, and the other one is the most complete thing that the band has ever done. But I think I enjoy the Turnstile record more. So, so you're going Turnstile? I'm going Turnstile. 
with admiration for the Bane record. A great yeah, deal yeah, of yeah. admiration, but we know. Uh, let's see. Let me think it's about tough. this. It is tough. Um, Bane. Okay. Has a very listenable flow to it uh, in a really interesting way, and uh, I was. I think it as a on record non Baniac. I would say it's their best record. Better than Give Blood. I haven't listened to Give Blood in a long time, yeah. but it's I a very like good record. Like a- you know, I did listen to it for the deep dive. I think it's the production. Close. I think the production on this record um, just really feels smooth and. Just everything sounds so good. And even compared to some of the other records we listened to, I was like, oh, this goes down smooth. And I think I also was impressed. And, you know, we listen to these in a vacuum. But outside the vacuum, I was impressed with the fact that it had been 10 years since they did a proper full length. And it wasn't, It there was no letdown from it. You know, it wasn't... Like when you, it, it wasn't Peyton Manning in the last season of his career. It mm. wasn't like, oh shit, he can't really throw the ball anymore. It was, right. they're still throwing fucking rockets. So, no debate there. All right. Okay. Feeling pretty, good? Pretty good episode, I felt. Yeah, I feel good. <laughs> yeah, we were all over the map. We talked about no, we the X Men. We talked about my personal failings and, and yeah. position in life. How we're renaming you. Uh, Patrick Russell, Isaiah Cuck, Kindling. Oh no! Give you the C. You got the C till you fucking dig yourself out of this goddamn hole. It's a hole, man. Like if you if you see us out there, like if we say we're out at Sound and Fury, we're having like a picnic, whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't try to grab anything from Bob's plate. Oh no! I've learned that. that lesson. Yeah. Well, if you ask, I'll give you. But right, if don't if, you, if we're in line together and I see you skip the potatoes, but then we sit down and you eat get, you eat my potato, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Sure. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Doing me dirty. Yeah. I think that it requires a push towards the center of the table, and then it's kind of like help fair yourself. Game, yeah. like, oh, absolutely fair yeah. game. Absolutely. And also, or gentle, yo, yo, those potatoes look really good right now. Yo, man, they are. Grab some. Do you know what I don't like? I don't like when somebody leans back, indicating that they're done with their meal, and mm-hmm. you're eyeing those fries, and then- Oh, they don't- And they're not done? It's like, yeah, come on, man. What, 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 they don't lean back, yo, man. That's, if, if you're done with your food, this is a- We're going to grind- yeah, culinary school. Yeah, if you're done with your maybe more uh, manners party, yeah. finishing school, you're done. But you got food, and you see people who kind of like I give the survey and be like, anybody want these fries? Oh, for sure. Please, that's a nice thing. Don't One, not waste and not wasteful, man. Yeah. Don't be wasteful. I usually leave it off with that. that. If I order fries on the yeah. side of like a Ooh. like a veggie burger or something, I go. Yo, man, have you know? Yeah, I'm not gonna finish yeah, you, so absolutely. have at it. Like, don't wait until they're ending. I never know what I'm gonna finish. So sometimes I think I can go go hard, you know. Like, ah, I mean, I feel like you you can always share. You're never gonna be starving. No, well, I'm okay. I like that move too. Is to, if if I set the expectation right away, then I have no feelings on it. Right. I feel sure. like I left it yeah. out there. I'd rather that, but yeah, you know, because then and then also I put it on me. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we've been getting a lot of cookie talk. Continued. I think it's cool. So much cookie talk. Somebody hit me and told me that best show. Is that that's like that FMU podcast sure. or something? They do a whole Oreo thing all the time. We weren't so, copying. So, we we had no fucking idea, but we don't want to uh, be on that corner. But we'll talk cookies. Send us your cookie shit. It's cool. I'm trying. I'm trying. You to guys get fuck with? Do you fuck with Nutter Butters ever? Oh hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. I can fuck with it. Did get, Did Sansone send us the chocolate covered Nutter Butter? Yeah. And what I, I said, I probably can't fuck with that one. No, but what I said, we get we get some Nutter Butters. I, I think I mentioned this. I taught myself how to melt chocolate mm. real good. So we get some dark chocolate we feel certified on. Yeah. We're going to have a chocolate, fo- uh, chocolate fountain. A little fondue, dipping, yeah. A little okay, dipping. A little... I think that's, that's oh. due. Uh, 
is it is are the regular ones vegan or is it the off-brand Nutter Butter? I think the regular ones are okay. pretty yeah. vegan. Yeah. I, I know I've had and a, a Nutter and Butter. It still smells like oil and vinegar. It does. I know. It's it, it's now it's it's the, a microphone. It's the mic- yeah. How? Fuck. Because they were in the bag. Oh, fuck. yo, it That's literally why. smells like a Subway sandwich. Yeah, I feel does. like I'm in Fulton Street in downtown it's Brooklyn. Crazy. Yeah. That, did he dip it? Did he dip the bag? Did, was in? this Aju? Can we call him? What's going on here? Let's call him. Are we calling him on the pod? We're gonna call him. See what we can do. All right, real quick, Eric Wilson. Why the fuck? Yeah, what's it? What's the answer? Our shit smell like. He's gonna be tripped out that we're calling him, but that's all right. It smells like an Italian BMT from Subway. It truly. Little oil, vinegar, mayo, salt, and pepper. Let's see. Let's see what he says. Maybe, maybe he was out late last night. He he was not responding uh, early at all. He got he got at me though. Okay. We we got it figured, sorted, pick up with the things. He's gonna think it's a real emergency, but I bet he doesn't pick up. He'll text you. He's nervous. He thinks that we forgot something. We have to get back to his house. And he's, Correct. Uh, he's and he's like, oh, no, house. I can't yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely away from all his right, house. All right, Eric, you live this time. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, get us at uh, get the socials. Yeah. This oh, yeah. Uh, at Axe to Grindcast on Twitter, which is Patrick's attempt at making a grindcore grindcast kind of <laughs> joke. Um, at Axe to Grind podcast on Instagram. Uh, we do have a Facebook page. Go there if you're Search a grandparent. Uh, Podcast at gmail.com. We love emails. If you got questions for us, that's the best place to put them because we will definitely see them and get to them at some point. I heard there was a thread about my personal life. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for those of you that are concerned. I'm all right. Thank you. <laughs> some people were mean. Were they mean? They were like, was you like leaving like... Someone said something about like I just picture him leaving with like his computer, the one pair of clothes that he has, and seventy five pounds of linoleum. Not, not wrong. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. Oh. Well, uh, by the way, that whole the whole thing's just a bit. Oh. <laughs> Psych. You got wow. got. Wow. I fucking wish. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.